0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW revoid work prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Log talk radio.
1: To try to stay calm, and it's important
2: for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for loss. Oh, listen, do you hear? It's getting closer. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill.
3: We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black.
4: You know what the difference is
3: between you and me?
4: I make this look good. What's happening, what's happening, what's happening? You are now rocking with the best. This is Coach Kier of Original Native Radio. And for show tonight, you're going to be experiencing the Power and the Tower of Tantra. Put your hands together. Sound it long.
0: This is a dream come true.
4: You've been heard, you heard about it. You've been looking for it. You've been dreaming about it. And now it's time for us to deliver it. Now it's time for us to say we can repair him. a $6 million man or woman, but we're going to put about a billion dollars inside of it. So this is what we call adding Champagne to your campaign. That's right. Woo! First off, let me talk to some of these sponsors out here tonight. Of course, OriginalNativeRadio.com sponsors itself and it's also sponsored by com. We are in the building tonight with some, like, ooh, 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 good information, and y'all better get ready. This is our continuation of our Talks on Tantra. Um, every Thursday night at 8 o'clock, and we really, really, really want to applaud you all for coming out and joining us and supporting us and what we got going on. And, like, it's picking up steam. Boy, is it picking up steam. This is just the fourth show. This is us squaring off, getting on top of things. Um, nice foundation, and I don't see anything but smooth sailing coming up. Last week's show was phenomenal. Boy, started some waves over in the social media outlets. Woo! I took a little sound clip and played it, and bought stuff just went crazy. But that's all right because we're still here and we still rocking. So without further ado, I know I can't do this by myself, I want to bring on the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour because where I'm at with my tantric studies, I'm pretty nice, but I understand the humility aspect that is required in order to continue learning. Mm-hmm. Research extends into infinity. You know, none of us know it all. So myself, I have been blessed enough to meet this very, very young and good-looking and vibrant and strong and sexy and rich and prosperous man, and uh, we've teamed up to bring y'all some of the very best of information and wisdom and actual sciences, actual sciences on Tantra. Y'all get up on your feet and put your hands together for my man, Master Yalmore. Your dream come true. What's happening, what's happening, what's happening, y'all? How you feeling tonight? Good,
3: good evening, Coach Chiara. I'm doing great.
4: Lovely, 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 lovely. Glad
3: you could join us once again for your show.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want to thank all of the uh, comments that I received from your your listeners. We're receiving a lot of good uh, Facebook comments, a few emails, and uh, I'm very uh, encouraged by that so they're they're patting me on the back, saying, "Keep moving forward, and that's what I'm gonna do. <clears throat> oh well, you know if you got me in the
4: if you got me i had uh co navigating in the driver's seat, I'm all for that, so uh, um this is for me this is just a really a part of um and a continuation of you know bringing the bringing the highest quality of information to people. Um, but what I really like about it is you you bring it to people where it's so palatable, you know, where they can really digest it, um, not trying to overload people or not trying to um, sound spooky. You know, a lot of times when I hear people, other people talking about Tantra, the immediate first thing they, you know, go to, oh, Tantra is sex magic or Tantra is Kama Sutra. Well, I've been practicing for four months, you know, and, I'm, and I had three orgasms in one night, so I'm a master. And I was like, oh, man. So... My thing is, I'm not gonna argue with them. We just bring the facts, and when the facts start to weigh out, then you be able to tell. So, as far as I thought I just really appreciate you all the um, experience that you brought um, from your travels, and uh, like I always say, let's get this ball rolling. Let's get this. Let's get the party started. What are you bringing for us tonight? Or or or, or can you recap a little bit about last week where we were? Because last week we really um, one of the highlights for me was about um you know the women helping women you know we're talking about the counterfeit person I'm a, no, not the counterfeit personalities but the but the five types uh I think it might have been the wounded personalities or something like that and um yeah but you know, that got a whole lot of feedback so I'm really looking forward to whatever goes down tonight
3: last week we talked about the uh, projection um uh, science and we talked about bioarchitecture what some people refer to as rites of passage, but uh, bio is quite a bit more complex and quite a bit more important. And it's basically have been absent, not only from Western society, but most of the indigenous societies have lost it, um, with just a few exceptions, those that have somewhat isolated. But um, this week we're going to talk about the counterfeit personality and we're going to talk about the masculine energy and the feminine energy. And we're going to talk about all of these things from the perspective of energy. So we're we're going to, like, do a um, this equals that type thing. In other words, when, when you're working with Tantra, the point is you want to get a particular result. So the theories and all are fine. And I mean, we can we can bandy theories about forever and ever and ever, and everybody's got, like you say, their own take on things. Um, you know, I went to college to be an engineer. I didn't know any better. <laughs> you know, everybody said, you're going to be good. You're going to be good at it. So, you know, I did what people told me to do. I did what they said I was good at, and I went to college to be an engineer. And, and engineers are very left-brained, very nerdy, very, uh, you know, they got to have things a certain way. It's got to add up. you got to be able to do it. You know, they don't just design an engine to look pretty. They design that baby to run. So when it comes to Tantra, I'm talking about, you know, we have to be able to have a common denominator in this discussion. And that common denominator is energy. So, when, in this discussion tonight, what I'm going to attempt to do is to show how things that are uh, <clears throat> appear as subjective have a quantitative component to it. In other words, we can equate it to something that is measurable, and that we can do something about it. So, we're going to re- equate everything to energy tonight. So, we're going to talk about the masculine attributes the the master masculine and so everybody you know when they think about somebody that's masculine everybody's got a different idea that you know i mean you know if you you lined up 50 million and take uh one you know uh one woman and let her walk by them and all 50 of them are going to have a different description of her feminine energy so we need something that That's concrete. We need something that's measurable, something that is the same each time you deal with it. So we're going to talk about the masculine energy. We're going to start to break it down into its counterparts. And these counterparts are not subjective. In other words, they're not based on my opinion or a woman's opinion. They're based on an energy component. And this energy component always does the same thing. And there's something that you can do to his power to cause him to be able to have this capability. So, you know, when people go to do something, you know, one day you're okay, the next day you fail. Well, why? Why is it that you had a major erection, you know, January fourteenth, two 2004, the best erection you ever had, and you're like, if I could just get that one back you <laughs> know like I would do anything, you know, that, that one time and like okay, but what happened, what was the energy dynamic surrounding that 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 allowed that to happen? So when we're talking about the female uh attribute, the masculine is one thing and then we're talking about the feminine energy, the master feminine faculty. And what does that mean in terms of energy? then it's like a fight it's like a championship fight you've got in one corner you've got the masculine energy <laughs> you know weighing in at two hundred pounds you know he's uh he's been practicing he's uh he's the challenger, but he's up and coming he's got you know twenty knockouts to his credit, and in the other corner is the counterfeit personality structure. <laughs> Weighing in at 220 pounds with a 61-inch arm reach, (laughs) the champion, and still reigning is the counterfeit personality structure. (laughs) And basically, this is what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with this counterfeit personality structure is working against the masculine energy. So the masculine energy is trying to express itself, it's trying to do all of this stuff within the man. Counterfeit personality saying, No, we're gonna do it my way. Same thing with the woman. In one corner you got the feminine energy, in the other corner you got the counterfeit personality structure. And basically what we're saying is <clears throat> the counterfeit personality structure has an energy of component that is stopping the feminine energy from its expression. This can be measured It can be equated. We can put labels on it, and we can then talk about what it does. So last week we talked about the fact that, you know, you can project this energy out. And once you project this energy out, you can heal a woman. You can give a woman great pleasure. You can uh, allow the woman to experience temporarily states of enlightenment. Uh, When I talk about that, I'm talking about they can... Just have a higher state of awareness, or they can have a communion with their ancestor, or they can go back into a past life or all of these kind of things have happened between men and women doing tantra so but if this man, if this counterfeit personality structure is dynamic in a certain way, it's going to prevent that so tonight, we want to talk about what are these four archetypes of a male. <clears throat> What are these four archetypes of the female, and what 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 how do they equate to the energy? What does this energy look like, and how does the counterfeit personality you know counter this so let's let's do a little bit of history here. Most people know about psychology. And you go to a psychologist and you go to a therapist and they sit you on the couch and say, you know, show you some pictures. What does this look like? Butterfly or, you know, a math man or what? Most people know about uh they have this definition of uh masculine, feminine, whatever. But let's just let's just say for a second that we had uh all of this were equated to BTUs. Let's say we had a thermostat that we could put in the mouth of this man, and this thermostat would tell us what his masculine energies were and how much of them he had. That's what we're shooting for. We're not going to get there, but that's what we're shooting for. We're shooting for a way to be able to tell in 20 minutes what a man's masculine energy looks like. We're looking for a way to tell in 20 minutes what a man's counterfeit personality looks like. And if you do this, if you learn this skill, (laughs) You your whole life will change. It's something that you can use, something that's practical. And when you get into the bedroom or you get in on the Tantra table or you're trying to use Tantra techniques, you will see a definite correlation between what I'm saying about these two things and what you experience in real life after the doors are closed and everything is private. So let's start out by talking about the man's masculine energy. So we're going to talk about four archetypes of masculine energy, <clears throat> and this is the key thing. This is the first thing that a woman wants to know about a man. She wants to know what does his masculine energy look like. So here are these four archetypes. We're just going to go through them real quick. The first one is called the warrior. So, when you look at this man's um, you know you're having a conversation with him, you want to determine where his warrior energy is at, and what does that look like? Warrior could be five feet six hundred and sixty pounds regular looking guy. you might have a very strong warrior energy. How do you tell? A warrior is not a soldier. He doesn't have to be a big, mean-looking guy. A warrior is a male who has the ability to engage. It's a protective type of a mentality, attitude, attribute. It's a rigid type of an energy. It's a paternal type of an energy. And it's aggressive. In fact, aggression is this main definition. So when you're looking at a man and you're trying to determine if he has this warrior vibe online, you want to see how aggressive is he at the crossroads, not how aggressive is he all the time. But when things get sticky, how aggressive is he? Whenever you, you see a fire and you in a fire truck and everybody, all the men are running away, <laughs> and a few guys with the suits jump out of the fire truck and they're running toward the danger, that's aggression that I'm talking about. That's warrior energy. They're trying to defend something, in this case, property. But, you know, of course, they could be lies. When you see a soldier, you know, if you get into a platoon of men, after a while you begin to see who's got the warrior energy and who's just fronting. It's a lot of guys look like warriors. A lot of guys got mean mugging running around here, you know, with their pants hanging off, and they can pack a gun. They can do all this kind of stuff. But if they're in the trenches with their buddies and somebody shooting at them with bigger guns than they got, then you begin to see who really has the warrior energy and who don't. You'll see it real quick, real easy. Men know. And women need to learn. So this 5-foot, 660-pound guy who looks like a pushover, he gets into a situation where, you know, he's walking down the street with his family, you know, and And somebody comes out of the bushes and pulls a gun on him, and one guy's gonna lose it. One guy's gonna you know start sweating and 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 stammering, get nervous. The warrior is not he he has the ability to engage, and the most important thing is he's not concerned with the damage or danger to himself, so the act of engagement is the capacity to confront obstructions based on a set of codes and boundaries, honor. So, you know, when you see a man willing to engage, we may be talking about legally, he's like, I'm going to jump out here and I'm going to engage using the law as my weapon, my tool. It could be with words. He defends a principle. It could be with weapons in terms of safety. A fireman policemen are constantly in the act of doing warrior type things. Now, I'm not talking about arresting somebody. I'm saying they they, they, they arrive on the scene, analyze the situation, try to determine who is legally uh, has rights, and they enforce the rights. That's their job as a warrior, to enforce the rights of somebody else. See, the thing about warriors is they're almost never doing this for themselves. It's almost always They're doing it for somebody else. Now, there's a certain type of an energy that causes a man to be a warrior, and any man can manifest this energy. Now, we're going to come back to warrior. Let's go to the eagle. This is a left brain faculty. It's a deductive, intellectual, segregative thing. In other words, when we say segregative, deductive, cognitive, this is the ability to do two things. To separate things into their component parts, to separate things into their component parts, I'll say it again: to separate stuff, to break it down until you can analyze it and see what it is. Then there's another component to this thing, and this is to see things in a lineal, step-by-step way. To do that, you have to be able to define one thing as being different from another thing. So a left-brain type of an individual is constantly defining stuff. He he has to put a definition on stuff. And the tricky thing about this is it can never be true. When you try to define something separate from a whole, you can never define it accurately. There's always a margin of error. You see, I saw a tree over there. And then somebody asks you later on, well, what kind of tree was it? I don't know. I think it was an oak, but you go back there and it was a walnut tree. So how big was the tree? You know, how deep did the roots go? Well, I couldn't see that far down. How tall was the tree? How many leaves did it have? Well, I didn't sit there and count the leaves, stupid. But the point is he defined it as a tree, but that definition is incomplete. So the the person who has the ego is very, very capable in a short amount of time, of looking at a situation, person, or action and determining the parts that's making it happen. And as a consequence of that, men with a big ego faculty are able to plan and see stuff better than other people. They, they're not good at certain things, but they, can just, they just see how stuff is going to go. They can see how things are supposed to be, how this come together. And this ego faculty is important in a relationship because when the, the woman doesn't really have a very good ego faculty normally. So the woman has a right brain faculty, seated hawk faculty, which we're going to get to that in a second. And the seated hawk faculty sees the beginning and the end. It sees the big picture, the synergy. And that's actually the, the, the predominant, the dominant thing that you need to see. But then when it comes time to actually putting that into motion, The man's faculty is better at going step-by-step, seeing each step, and executing it. So this ego faculty has an energy attached to it. And some men think they have the ego faculty because they've been educated. But education and ego faculty do not go hand-in-hand. In In fact, most educated men have a corrupt ego faculty. Why? Because the education is only as good as the people that trained you. And most of the education that we're given is false belief systems, is a set of belief systems to change your behavior, to shape your behavior, to conform to what corporations and whatever want. So I'll say it again. Education is not the eagle faculty. It's not a logical left-brain thinking ability. In fact, it's the opposite of that. It impairs your ability to be an eagle. It's called an eagle because eagles fly up high and they can see a, a long, big vista. They can see the big picture, whereas a rabbit on the ground doesn't have that kind of purview. Let's move from the eagle. Let's go to the to the healer. So the healer man, it's difficult to define him uh, in, in words in our language, but the healer is, is a creator. He's also a, a restorer. The, the 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 thing about the healer is that uh, most women would describe him as being romantic, or, um, sociable, whatever, easy to get along with. But what we're really seeing here is an ability to return things to their original state, an ability to heal stuff, and and it comes across to the woman as being attractive. He may not necessarily look attractive, although when, when that attribute comes online, it does tend to make the man look better, make him look appealing to a woman, make him talk appealing to a woman, and it helps his sexual energy. But that's not how it may start out. Because oftentimes, the healer energy is a man who is sympathetic. In other words, it's not enough to be handsome, have artistic ability, creative ability, or medical ability to be a healer. To be a healer, you have to be sympathetic. So let's just look at how this is working here. The warrior is a champion, but he doesn't fight for himself. He doesn't care what happens to him as long as he engages to defend that what he's trying to protect. The ego is able to look and see stuff, but not for himself. He's doing it for somebody else. The healer is able to heal and bring pleasure to women, children, other men, but it's not for himself. So you're beginning to see that a lot of stuff that men are, are geared for is not focused inwardly. Therefore, if the man is self-centered, his energy is blocked to some extent. And this is a very big problem today. And this, this, Of course, this blockage is coming from none other And the counterfeit personality standing over in the other corner. The last thing we're going to talk about is the hunter. And the hunter has the ability to be accountable for and responsible for the welfare of others. And to do that, he has to have a predatory... He's a predator. So when you look at men who are hunters, you see men who tend to be greedy tend to be willful, stubborn, because they're predators. And and that's that's just plain and simple. If you see a, a, a leopard out in the jungle, he's able to provide for his or her family because he's a predator. And to be a predator, you've got to be kind of a, have that assassin type mentality. You've got to be kind of like, you know what, I will cut you. I will hurt you. I will kill. I will kill something. I will do something. I will take a drastic action. So when when men go out with a bow and arrow and shoot something, it's a violent act. And most people think that the warrior is the baddest boy, you know, of these attributes. But the one that you've got to watch is the hunter more than the warrior. The warrior's basically a defender. He's not really necessarily trying to go out and bring the fight to somebody just because. I know a lot of big-time big, big time black belts and grandmasters. I, I really do, seriously. People can hurt you. I feel very comfortable around them. I, I, they've never given me a problem because they're, they're warriors, but they ain't really trying to hurt somebody That's if it's not about defending stuff. But now the hunter, the hunter's different. <laughs> you know, you get on the wrong side of the hunter, that, his nature, he, he might hurt you. Just because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time But a good hunter A good hunter is accountable for someone else Responsible for someone else And as a consequence of that He has empathy And then if he's developed that energy He's really not going to hurt anybody Except what he's hunting for Now I mean if you get in the way Yeah But all of these four archetypes of male energy When you look at them in their purest form it's about empathy it's about the man developing this mentality of caring for others and this does not happen by accident it only happens when his yang energy is balanced with the correct yin energy as a consequence of bioarchitecture and him going through the proper rites of passage and him having his puberty correct having a father to look for somebody to teach him and having other males around whose energy helps him to tone and bring his energy online correctly. If you take any one of these four archetypes of energy and introduce the counterfeit energy in there, well, the warrior becomes your worst nightmare. (laughs) Instead of the fireman going into the building to stop the fire and save the people and save that little baby, he's going into the building to start a fire and burn your butt up because you, you you pissed them off. Instead of the ego looking far down the thing to plan how we can make everybody's life better, he's scheming how he can come in and break into your car and steal it. Because he's looking and seeing, what's the police patterns? What's going on in this neighborhood? How can I rip these people off? Because he has no compassion. He has never brought that energy properly online. He's got his counter-personality working. The healer, instead of him healing, he takes advantage of his romantic abilities, his, his abilities to bring pleasure, his abilities of creative artistic endeavors, to to be suave, to sweet talk the woman, to figure out how to get her goodies. And then he's like, Don't call me anymore, heifer. Uh, you know, <laughs> I ain't got time for you no more. So, you know, and we get to Hunter, and he's riding around in a Mercedes. Got a great big old house, but he ain't trying to share it with nobody. So now, we're going to talk about the female energies, and then we're going to talk about the counterfeit personality, and then we'll get into our real discussion is when the two of them clash. Clash of the Titan. In this corner, you've got the masculine energy with all of these four archetypes online. He's trying to do battle with the champion. The counterfeit personality structure. But the counterfeit personality structure is a monstrous thing. Monstrous. It's like your evil twin. He knows everything you know, but he's got a little slight advantage. We give him that advantage. Now let's take a look at the female archetype. Yeah, yeah I got a, Y'all got a
4: quick question, y'all? Yes. I just wanted to get some clarity as far as that part where you were saying when the warrior when you were using the example of the warrior going into the um going into the did you mean that the warrior who goes into the building not to save somebody but to start a fire is that the warrior who's living through the counterfeit personality or oh, i thought that exactly. was exactly exactly oh, i thought, that, I thought that the real warrior
3: win. energy when you, The real serious warrior energy is you see the guy get off the fire truck and rush into the burning building to save somebody. The real warrior energy is the sergeant, you know, his platoon is in retreat and his men are in danger and he stands there with his machine gun firing to cover them and he knows he might get hit, but he's blasting away for all these work because he's trying to make sure all his men get down the line safely. That's the warrior energy. But if you don't bring it online properly, if you if it's governed by the counterfeit personality, it's just the opposite. Instead of him trying to save people from the fire, he's like, I'm going to start the fire and burn somebody up. In other words, it's almost the opposite outcome. If you don't bring these energies online in society on men, you're in for a heck. I want to say another word with, with oh, four letters.
4: This is original native radio. You can say the word hell. You can say all kind of stuff on here. The FCC is not governing you, this. They don't pay my bills. You,
3: um, are, you, are,
4: you are creating a hell of a problem. Good. Now, yeah, the second part of that question, because some of the women are asking who are new to this subject, but it's a very good question. And sometimes they say, um, when remember at the beginning, you said a woman wants to identify these four. Archetypes and which one the man is displaying the most. Cause a lot of times the women are saying, "Well, is he display? Is he this one, or is he that one, or is he that one?" But can a man have all four of these qualities? Can he bring them on equally strong? Um, and normally, but but is normally the case you would see one of them
3: standing out more than the other three, uh, than all four at one time. It's 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 normally how you're supposed to roll is you're only using one energy predominantly at a time, one day, and then tomorrow you may do a different energy. Most of us are born with one energy dominant over the other four. That's what we lead with. That's called our character map. But you should be able to bring all four of them online equally. Now, you don't really start, men don't really start to developing these energies until they're like 13 or 14 years of age, not really. I mean, they do have them to some degree, but not really. And so you you have to understand that you've got to go to 21, 28, 35. By the time a man is 35, then he really should have, he should be able to use all four energies equally well. But that's an ideal scenario. I've never, I, I don't think that ever happens. I don't think so. I mean, it would be nice, and maybe, I mean, we look back in history and we see some extraordinary men. Maybe those were the exceptions. I'm saying it can happen, but uh, I don't think it happens very often. But by the the time, I I wouldn't look for this until a man is about 35. That would be the earliest I would expect to see him be able to bring all four of them on. Because it's not just a matter of uh, him, you know, bringing the energy forward. Once the energy comes forward, he has, to, he has to experience it. In other words, when a man brings a, his warrior energy online, the next thing that he's going to want to do is practice it, whether that's martial arts, whether that's go to law school, whether that's get out here and be a liberationist, whether that's go out here and try to fight for the poor, whatever that looks like, he still has to practice. I mean, it, just because you bring the energy online doesn't mean that you're able to do that function. You still have to go out and start to try to do it. Does that answer the question?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And for me, this is when I throw my law of attraction in because a lot of a lot and I'm glad that the next part we're moving into is for the women because I think some people are listening to the men, 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 and like, oh well this man this and this man that and this man that. Well these are complementary roles, everyone. complementary roles. So if you don't have your faculties online and you may be living in un- un- unconsciously and unknowingly a counterfeit personality yourself, you won't be attracting a genuine personality or archetype to you. You would normally be counter, um, attracting complementary counterfeit, which is very, that's, that's terrible, but it is but it's what's going on the majority of the time. Because if you didn't know there was an original archetype, you're walking around in a counterfeit, and then you're looking for some authentic. You don't deserve authentic from a universal standpoint. It's not personal. That's the other thing I wanted to say before y'all got started. Because you, you. you just stealing all my material, see? That, that's all, all right. right. Well, my fault, my fault, my fault, my
3: fault, my <laughs> hey. fault. You just, you just stole my fire, man. Come on, now. I'm done. I'm done. I'll be my fault. No, 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 no. It's in the chat room. It's in the chat room. The no, room. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you you're making it easy for me. So I, I'm not mad at you at all. But that's exactly you were just, that's
5: exactly right,
6: man.
3: It was
4: just a question going on in the chat room. But okay, I'm gonna just go because I knew you were gonna get to it. But sometimes when they get the chat room, I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing with you. You know that. I know that's right. The chat room sometimes gets a little ahead of the conversation. So I just wanted to let him know that we are getting to that because he's getting ready to start rolling now. And so y'all just sit back and relax. Take your shoes off. Remember, the sponsor of the show is Relaxation is the Key. Don't be all up on the screen. Just
3: sit back. So I want them to be engaged. I'll try to move it along a little bit faster. Um, okay. You know, the, the more we get, the further we get along in this stuff, the more complicated it is, but I'm I'm going to try to keep it moving. So the moon, Here we, we now we're talking about the women. We're talking about the moon. We're talking about the seated hawk, the treasure chest, and the elegant rose. The moon is like your maternal energy of a woman. And the positive side of that broadcast is nurturing. She wants to give what things need. She wants to submit. to. In order to do that, in order to give what things need, you have to submit. You, you, she wants to be protected. Why? So that she can submit. In other words, if if you have to be worried about your security then you can't submit to stuff and be focusing on nurturing stuff. If you're out here trying to cook and noose and watch over the kids, you know, you can't be looking at, you know, all this other stuff going on out here. You need to be focused inwardly. And so in order for the, the woman to submit, she wants to be protected. And, and so this goes hand in hand. And when we talk about submission, this energy doesn't work without submission. In other words... Just imagine if the sun said, I'm not going to shine on a plant until you do X, Y, and Z conditions. The sun submits. The sun just shines. It it submits itself to everything that accepts its rays. It it, it doesn't say, well, I'm going to shine on this tree and not on that tree. It submits. It's like it's subservient to the things that it's serving. And the reason is because you can't, you can't have a baby. You can't have something that needs to be nurtured and dominated. You can't say to the baby, well, I'm going to put my needs above yours. It just doesn't work like that. You can't nurture something if you put your needs above its. it. just That's just not how it works. So you, there there is an element of submission there. I want to emphasize that. Now, the elegant roles is the same thing. It is... It is a service-type energy. It says, I am pleasing. Look at this good stuff. I am ripe fruit waiting to be picked. Pleasure me. Be pleased by me. So the main thing that the energy is trying to do is to please something, not just her mate, but anything, you know, anything that's alive that's organic, the cats, (laughs) she wants to be pleasing. And she wants everything around her to be pleasing. She wants her bathroom to look pleasing, the kitchen to look pleasing. I want everything to look a certain way. I want it to be clean. I want it to be orderly. I want the car to be clean. I want all of this stuff to be pleasing so that we can have fun and enjoy our life. And to do that, she has to, to some extent, be willing to be second. And I don't mean second in terms of rights. I mean... You're looking at something outside of yourself, just as with the four men, they have to put other things ahead of themselves in order to do their function. Same with these two things. Now, the other two aspects of the female are different. They're different from the male aspects. The seated hawk is the right brain faculty, and it basically says, I intuit the plan. Set my plan into motion. And so the seated hawk is intuiting stuff in a right-brain type of a way. She's not trying to figure stuff out by, like, the eagle going up and looking all the parts. She sees the whole thing all at once intuitively. And she she's not asking you to put her plan into motion. She is demanding that you put her plan into motion. So she's not submissive. She's like, I got the plan, knucklehead. Here's the plan. Do it. So the treasure chest, Is the last function, and it's talking about harvesting. It's talking about abundance. It's the nesting instinct. It's talking about let's all come together, hunt, gather, and build. And so the treasure chest is talking about money, resources. It's talking about time. It's talking about getting people together to do a job that one person can't be by themselves. And so once again, the treasure chest is telling you to do something. It's not subservient. It's not saying to the man, look, uh, I would like to do X, Y, and Z. It's saying I need... This amount of money, sucker, go out and get it. <laughs> or oh, I'm going to make this amount of money. This is what we've got to do with it because we've got these keys, to feed, keys to, kids to feed, house milk to pay, this, that, and the other. So it's a demand. It's not like a, uh, a request. So the female has got two energies that are service-oriented. The elegant rose is serving pleasure. The moon is serving, nurturing, making things grow, taking care of people's needs, making the house and the domestic environment livable. But the seated hawk is saying, I have the plan, you implement it, period. I'm not looking for argument. I'm not looking for, you know, if, if I can do my job completely, if I can come up with the perfect plan, then I have the perfect right to tell people to do it. The treasury chest is also, you know, it's saying, look,
7: in order for us to have a
3: nest, we gotta have some straw, so get off the perch, fly over there, and get us some 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 stuff to make this nest with. Cause I'm pregnant, I'm getting ready to have three little chicks, and we gotta have a nest. So, you know, it's 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 a shopping instinct. It's like this is what we need. We need I need this much stuff. I need this much food. Cause why? Cause the moon in me is trying to feed your behind. So the treasure chest in me is out here trying to make all of this stuff happen. So there's two sides of the female that's service-oriented, two sides that are asking for stuff, that are demanding stuff, that are telling people what to do. Okay. So now I'm going to go over, um, and this is leading up to the counterfeit personality structure. So now I'm going to tell you what's happening out in society with the female first, then I'm going to go back to the male, and then we're going to go into the counterfeit personality and tell you why it's happening. Here is the predominant... Broadcast of the female today because they're not doing the bioarchitecture, they're not doing the projection work, they're not doing all of this, the partial work that we talked about, these 12 portals on the tower. They're not making their towers correct. They're not you know, doing all of the stuff that they need to be doing. They're not developing. And so here's what we've got out of society. <clears throat> because the moon is not online, the woman says, I will not submit to you. I will not nurture you. I will attempt to undermine your power. I feel insecure. Here's what the seated hawk is saying. I have no domestic plan for the community because I am not able to get into my right brain. Therefore, I'm only concerned with my own selfish agenda. Here's what the elegant rose is saying. I do not value men. I am hard to please. Yes, I may attract and entice, but I will not please you unless you pay me. Here is what the treasure chest is saying. I believe in scarcity. Therefore, I'm harvesting only for myself. Because I believe in scarcity, my broadcast, what I'm attracting is scarcity. I will not unite with other women, and I am not in harmony with any men. Here's what the men are saying. The warrior is saying, I will engage only when I absolutely have to, to protect myself. I'm not going to engage and in, 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 in risk myself to protect the rest of y'all. And I don't care about any codes. Why? Because I don't see anybody in society having honor and abiding by any laws or codes. I don't see the police being just, the courts aren't just, the economy's not just, the banks aren't just, the media's not just, so why should I be just? Here's what the eagle is saying. I will not tell you my plan. I will keep it a secret. I'm not going to share my vision with you because I don't share anything in common with you. So he's scheming for his own self. Here's what the healer is saying. I am not going to give pleasure or my artistic worth or my healing or my my energy to others unless and until they first have taken care of all of the things on my list. In other words, until they have done all the things that I want to be completely satisfied, I'm not even going to consider doing any of the stuff that I was built to do. Here is what the hunter is saying. I am not going to be accountable for anybody else. I'm not going to be responsible for the welfare of anybody else. I'm out for myself because everybody else is out for themselves. So this is what these energies, when they don't come online properly, what what happens. And so we have a situation where when these energies were a little bit more okay back in the 50s and 60s, we had men who had partial energies online, and when they saw injustice, they marched in the civil rights movement. They tried to get, you know, equality. They said, you know, let's do this, let's do that. And we had, you know, you know white people and black people uh, going down south trying to correct stuff. We had white people and black people side by side protesting the Vietnam War because they thought it was wrong. And we had white people and black people standing shoulder to shoulder trying to make this society a better society. But when we see these energies begin to diminish and what we see is that We started to lose that And we got into a place Where we are now Where people are saying I am not going to you know, Try to deal with My energy In the way that it was designed I'm going to basically Do for me And it's not necessarily That they sit down one day And just decided this react. The reality is that the energies were never developed in them in the first place. They never got there. They never got to the place where they made those statements the the first time, where they said, I'm going to engage on behalf of people. You know, there's a movie out about the brother who was trying to be a superhero, and he didn't have any superhero powers, but he put a cape on and went through the subways of, of Manhattan trying to correct wrongs and this, that, and the other, and everybody thought he was crazy. And, and I said to myself when I saw that, wow, that's interesting. So that guy, somehow or another, his warrior instinct came online, and he didn't, you know, he didn't, he wasn't in the gym. He didn't know any martial arts and stuff, but he felt like he had to express it. And I thought that that was interesting. But you know, today what we have is the counterfeit personality is reigning supreme. It didn't. It wasn't always true. Back in the 50s, I don't think the counterfeit personality was as predominant. And I think if you go back into different periods in history, people had their counterfeit personalities much more in check than they do today. Now, we can talk about another time why that's true. But what I want to do next after we break is talk about what the counterfeit personality is and why it's suppressing these energies to make the negative side be what our reality is in so many cases today, because the only difference between the man who will engage on your behalf and the man who won't is energy. The only difference between a woman who wants to please her man and the woman who says, I am not pleasing you no matter what, unless you pay me, and then I'm still not going to please you, is energy. That's it. And so we want to see what is the counterfeit personality doing to sap this energy and misdirect it. And how can we, in our own personal lives, change things for ourselves and for the man, man or woman that we want to have in our life or do have in our life? So this is a good time for questions, good time for a break, good time for whatever. But um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold up the train for a little bit.
4: Guess what I'm talking about? Let's all get some sodas or some, bring some cool alkaline water through here. People can take some shoes off and get some new socks on because it's going down out here. Uh, y'all are listening and rocking with the best. This is Original Native Radio. This is Coach Kyer and Master Yael Morris going through this Tower of Tantra piece by piece. This is how they put them Jaguars and them Bentleys together. You know, we ain't throwing out no fours and no Chevrolet's today. We're putting out these exotic automobiles. If you want to give us a call in, please call in at 347 9089 Yeah, we got to give a special shout outs to Philadelphia's in the building this evening. Sound the horns! (laughs) We are currently hosting the original native radio show tonight right here up in the North Side. That's what we do. We've been seen Center City. We've been all over the place, but tonight we're up in Philadelphia. They are showing us all kinds of love, so we definitely want to. rain at light and definitely let them know they appreciate it for being very avid supporters. If you want to see us in your city, Original Native Radio will be in New Jersey this weekend with uh Master Yao, getting it on with that uh tantric pyramid I've been hearing a lot about. So uh y'all y'all be up in the spot. But if anybody's interested in um having Coach Kyer in their city and hosting a original Native radio broadcast please hit me up at coachkayer at gmail.com or Facebook me, and we will get it in. We also are on Twitter, O Native Radio. We're looking for some more followers. Coach Coyere is on Twitter. we got all kinds of joints. If you're interested in calling in with a comment or question or some feedback at this time, please press 1. Please turn your speakers down, and I will bring you online. I do have somebody who's had their hand up since we got on. Let me see if they... Hit on purpose or not Let's see Call it from the 336-926 Your microphone is Open and can I have Your name and where You're calling from Please
6: Hello Kaya This is LaFay How are you I'm good Really enjoying This show However I didn't Have my hand up I am just so Absorbing it And taking notes
4: Oh okay 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 that happens Sometimes people Just come in and Hit one accidentally So
6: Thank you for
8: joining the show.
4: Do you, like I said, did you have any other comments besides you enjoying it?
6: Well, it's just really bringing more clarity for me what I already know about the masculine and feminine in energies. You know, I incorporated in my work in dealing with the soulmates, comic partners, and twin flame dynamic. And it's just really interesting. So like I said, I am busy taking notes, and um, I commend you for broadcasting such a show. And the brother that's given out all this knowledge. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Well, thank you. What I city are you, know you from?
6: Excuse me?
3: What city are you from?
6: I'm in Winston-Salem, North Carolina.
3: Oh, excellent.
6: I am an astrologer, clairvoyant, and intuitive empath. My website is com. And she is
4: adding to her arsenal tonight. She's one of those who is adding some champagne to her campaign.
6: Show <laughs> <So laughs> you right. <laughs> I have learned so much through my association with Kair. Uh, he's just an astounding, astounding man. That's not my um, fault. Excuse me? <laughs> I said, that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't blame him on anyone.
3: is <laughs> Guy is uh you know he 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 normally avoids our functions but uh, he's he's getting brave now he's coming up there to hang out with uh me and serious brother we are gonna get him in trouble he don't know this yet <laughs> he's listening to this for the first time but he don't know we've been plotting and scheming on him all week <laughs> oh wow good good <laughs> yes yes y'all yes yes y'all we're going right there that's what I'm talking about well just make
4: sure he comes back to North Carolina through.
6: intact.
3: Huh? No, no, no. We ain't trying to keep him intact. He's supposed to be a serious warrior, brother. So he's supposed to be able, we should be able to throw him in the fire, and he should be able to get out on his own. <laughs> I hear so you. I hear you. <laughs> well, he no, talks. no, see, I, I might be nice to the women every once in a while, but with the brothers, I've got to be tough. See, so we, we've got a whole bunch of hungry women coming up there, and serious brother is 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 has got his whole crew coming, and we're going to throw down. But well, we're gonna be we're gonna be getting the brothers up, putting them out there, doing the exercises with them, having them working on the women, and we're gonna be challenging them. All. We're gonna challenge them all. I mean, it's all in fun now. But yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna put everybody on the spot every chance we get. <laughs> well, I'm
6: sure he's up for the challenge, and I hope he brings all that good stuff on back to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> no,
5: yeah, it's
3: gonna be a great event. I mean. Um, it's going to be a great event. I mean, serious brother, they got a petition out there to try to get him to wear one of his old suits to the party. I don't think they're going to be successful, but it's just a great group of people coming. And I tell you, whenever the Tantrum crowd gets together, you know, we we do serious stuff. I mean, you know, there's a serious side to this. There's no doubt. You, you got to get. You got to have a serious face. But at the same time, if you work hard, you got to play hard. And you know, we we try to. And half the time dealing with the subjects and all like that and then after that you know we're looking at the ladies flirting talking drinking our wine and whatever dancing whatever we're going to be doing and and you know messing with everybody so we're looking forward to a great great time Side at least i am
6: wow i wish i could attend but you definitely piqued my interest so i would be delving more into tantra and what it's all about
3: and then you, what you really got to do is you gotta, you gotta press Kai here. See, he don't tell y'all the good stuff that be happening to him.
6: <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I'm sure he holds that.
3: <laughs> so you, you gotta press him to find out exactly what was happening to him
4: on
2: Saturday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and,
4: and get him to tell you all the details. <laughs> all oh <right>. wow. <laughs> Like, all I can do is I'm just going to nod my head. I'm not even – there's no disputing that. Y'all y'all pulling my covers back. That's right. You got to press cause I keep it. You know, I sit on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm almost, like a male, I'm almost like a male treasure chest. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting on it. But I'm listening to myself tonight and really seeing a lot of the qualities um, of the counterfeit personalities that I used to exhibit. And often, even when I'm at in my studies now, where they may try to uh, pop up and uh, lens Lend to me uh, as a challenge because it's easier for you to go into the counterfeit personality than to um, stay online with um, you know to, to stay online with the authentic. So the the discipline that I even talked about on Tuesday's night show, uh, yeah, we were talking about infidelity, you know, the causes and the cures of it, and it was really um, a lot about when you still when you want to make the change. It's going to take a lot of discipline because, like I said, the majority of the public is living in the counterfeit, so you have such a large support group. You have a large support group of people who are living counterfeit, and then as soon as you want to switch over to authentic, they start to say, well, where are you going? Why are you leaving? You know? So me personally, I say, hey, i got to be authentic, and i got to put the work in. Let me get one more caller y'all, and let's get ready to move to the second half. Hold on one second. Uh, calling from the five eight six. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and you please?
7: Greetings. This is S J Chambers from Sterling Heights, Michigan.
4: What's happening, S J? How you doing tonight?
7: Fantastic.
4: How you
7: doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I um have a question in reference to the individual that um the male that has the scarcity mentality. I was in a, a relationship kinda like that and um
4: okay, of, uh, well SJ I think he said that the that the woman had the scarcity mentality. I think uh yeah, did you say the male or did you say the female? I, I,
3: did, I did both. I, I also talked about men with that personality. So so she's correct. Okay. okay.
7: So now how does a woman recharge cuz I had been very very patient and of course I didn't know all of the tools but how does a woman deal with that situation and you may have brought that up however my audio was going in and out
3: It's an excellent question and I'm going to give you uh the best answer I can in a short period of time I'm going to and I'm going to expound on it later When you have a man and, and first of all, let me say, the majority of people out here are working from the scarcity principle.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and when you look at the fact that most of us, if, we, if our income was taken away for three months, we would be pretty, in pretty bad shape. Let's just be real. I mean, and that, that, that doesn't matter what color you are or, you know, whatever. Most of us, I mean, even people making supposedly good amounts of money, if their money was taken away for three months, Imagine what what, what happened. So, there's always this thing, this 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 monster leaning over your head, you know, making you afraid of losing. So we we are cultivated with a a, a they attempt to cultivate us with a scarcity model all the time, and and we do it too. We tell our kids, you know. So, we when When you're looking at this scenario, the first thing you've got to understand is that when he's looking at you, he's probably seeing some scarcity stuff in you. Mm
5: -hmm. That's the
3: first thing. And the second thing is that he probably does not see it as that. He does not see it the same way that you do because it doesn't affect him the way it affects you. Most of the people who have a counterfeit personality structure do not see their own structure. They just see everybody else's. And so... The way that you change it is twofold. Number one, to get him to come out of denial. And oftentimes, you may need the help of other men to do that. The second thing that you want to do is to change his energy. Now, the best way to do that is to learn Tantra and to do energy projection work on him. Energy projection work, when you do this on the male, it automatically causes him to want from internally to shift. And that way, when you offer verbal commands, verbal suggestions, or if you, make, uh, if you try, try to change the actions with subtle action or behaviors, he tends to respond. <clears throat> if you don't do the energy work on him first and change his energy, then he tends to be more resistant.
5: Mm-hmm. And so
3: when we talk about the tower, we talk about 12 portals for changing the tower. And, and what you're going to see when we continue the series is that you as a woman can employ any one of these 12 modalities to shift his energy. Now, energy projection work is the easiest, quickest, most effective. But you can use acupuncture, reflexology. You can use the, the brain science where you can change the brain neurochemistry. You can use the diet. I mean, just changing his diet, you can do so much. So when you get a, a good working knowledge of this tower that we're talking about, Basically, you can use any of the 12 portals into the tower to change him out of a scarcity model into an abundance model. And what does that look like? So I'll say it as simply as I can say it. Anytime you change his energy signature more to its original format than it was in his original DNA template, he will naturally and absolutely move. From a mindset of scarcity to a mindset of abundance. I'll say it again. Whenever you take a man and through energy work, you use any of these 12 portals, whether it's acupuncture or energy projection on the table, Mm
5: -hmm. and you
3: change his Mm power so that he can go back to his original DNA template. If If you put him through a rites of passage, second puberty, if you change his diet, Whatever whichever the, whichever portal you use, if you follow the science of that particular portal to change his energy back to its original self, he automatically goes from a concept of scarcity to a concept of abundance.
2: Abundance. Okay. Now
3: when you when if you if you make a major change in him, be prepared for some major drama. It's not <laughs> gonna be like you're going to do this energy work on him, and he's going to come home, Honey, I just covered life, and I'm all oh, on just perfectly good now. No, 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 no. There's going to be some gnashing of teeth and pommoling about the head and shoulders, some crying and some stuff, because when you're letting the counterfeit personality go, it's not going to go without a fight. Believe it. Oh. But it will go. Okay. So you can't really change a man. What you can do is you give him the energy, he will change himself. Right. Does that answer your question?
7: That totally answers my question. So when are you coming back to Detroit to do some workshops?
3: <laughs> she just slipped she
7: just up, told
3: her voice changes. like, look, turkey, <laughs> you, now, you need good. to come out here and get on the case. <laughs> now, I like that.
5: Good.
4: Y'all, this is the part where the martial arts side comes to me, and I'm going to repeat what Senyata told us. Some people were saying, wow, Senyata, I'm having to come all the way from Durham to come to Winston-Salem to get this. He said, I went halfway across the world to get this information. You can't travel a few hours. <laughs> so for those of you in Detroit, Yao has been around the world years, I mean, time after time after time, spent, you know, almost half his life going to get this information and then you still want him to bring it to your backyard, no, no, no. You're going to go to his website, see where his events are going to be at, and you're going to honor the teachings, because I'm from an old school. You honor the teachings by saying either I'm going to come to you or I'm going to bring you to me. But, oh, well, when are you going to get here? And you know, I'm going to, you, you got to come to my backyard before I'll do it. See, we don't do that. That's trying to that's that's one of these men who's getting his healing energy. We step up and say no. We want you to do some of the work as well, as well. So, S J. and I, and I can say that to you because you know I say that you know what I'm saying with love, you know, from family member to family member. But it is a lot of people that out here listening. Like, yeah, well, you know, I can't go because he ain't come down to Mississippi. I, I I can't do it. I guess my man gonna be fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't doing no energy on no work because the nigga ain't he ain't came down here to te- to uh Texas. And see that's not. And see we it we must get away from the excuses of why this is not working or why I can't do it. There's a plane ticket. You know what I'm saying? Um, a Donnie and Birch bag or a Gucci bag or you know all these pocketbooks and shoes women got around here. These. That's, are you looking at thousands of dollars worth of stuff that, that that you're not even using every day? That you can get a plane ticket to Jersey or a plane ticket to where y'all is gonna be for less than two or three or four hundred dollars. You know, get a room for uh, 400 hundred dollars that night and then leave and leave the next day and come back. It has something that is priceless, priceless. So it's got to be treated as priceless. If you go back and listen to the first archive show we did with y'all, who used to keep these teachings for thousands of years? What did y'all tell us? The elite, the elite. So we can't take it from the elite and give it over to the lazy. We're trying to make it uh, applicable to the people who desire it, but if you desire it, you still got to put some work in. So, But I want to come to Detroit, too. I want to come to yeah. Detroit,
3: so I'm not, I'm not coming I, I, to Detroit. I, I want to I address a comment because she's not the first person. That's, that's a group in Detroit that's forming slowly. There's not a lot of people in it. But I think it's six or seven people already out there that have invited me to come. But more work needs to be done to to make arrangements and stuff. We need someone to really organize it out there. But right now they're shooting for August to come to Detroit. And uh, I think there's like seven people right now out there. And we need a minimum of 12 to make it worthwhile. Because, I mean, the flights to Detroit right now are about 280 round trip if you book it a month in advance. So if you're going to come out there three times like that, you know you almost got to get a thousand dollars before you can even just even start to even think about it. So you need 12 people to take the class to do a meet and greet. You, we could maybe do something like that, but uh, you know you need you need you need to get a few people together and do it as a group thing. It just uh, that that's how it could work.
7: Well, that sounds good. I don't disagree with you, Coach Kaire. I sold all my excess on eBay, <laughs> and uh, I would definitely love to be on board with whoever is um forming as a group and bring some other people on so we can make it happen in the meantime
3: I'll support cair i mean uh i I don't he probably is going to get mad at me for saying this. But uh I, I ask people to make donations to his cause. I don't think you know, he's 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 coming out of his pocket to do these shows
5: mm-hmm. and
3: people need to uh I'm not this is not really directed at you personally. I'm saying this because you gave me the opportunity to say it and then I he's gonna be uh Tyo will be less mad at me. But I mean people <laughs> need to, to help <laughs> people need to help fund this thing. They can also go on my website and purchase books. I do not have a job. I'm not able to have a regular job. I've had a job for like two or three, you know, maybe two or three years at a time, but I just can't have a regular job and do this kind of work. So I don't have the kind of income a cushion most people have. Some months I do really well. Some months, you know, I'm like, oh my god, you know, how am I gonna do? It? You know, it's like, and Kai is, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know his financial situation, but I think that people are more motivated if people support you. You know, if they show that their support, that they that they like you mm-hmm. by you know, by doing something, and like I mean, we're not talking about large chunks of money, but if people just make small chunks of money, I think it helps to to push this movement along. So I mm-hmm. I encourage everybody to support Kyer, and uh, he's going to yell at me, but that you know, hey, he just he'll he'll forgive me Saturday when he sees all those two girls. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
7: <in the morning>. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least something that, there's something in it for you, Tyer. <laughs>
4: oh, absolutely, and I'm not upset at all because I ain't too proud to beg, you know what I mean, and he is absolutely right, you know, and I appreciate that for that. And if you want to make a donation to this cause, because it's more than the radio, and I'm like, y'all, we can't work for nobody else because if I give a third of my day in eight hours to somebody else, y'all won't get nothing. You know what I mean? Because Mr. Charlie will be getting it. You know, me and, me and y'all, we work for Mr. Rufus, which is a community organization. You know, when we come in here, we do 100%. So if somebody would definitely want to do donations, I got every amount. i take say dollars, fives, hundreds, whatever. You can go to CoachKDonations.info. It's a dusty site, y'all, because it's been up for over a year, and it doesn't get a lot of traffic. So hopefully this may dust it off with people, you know, because I, I do. When I see even somebody put a dollar over there or something or $5, I'd be like, yeah, somebody's listening, somebody cares. But when I see, you know, a show that's got 500 downloads and not one person went over there and put a donation in, I was like, well, I wonder how much they appreciate it. Mm-hmm.
5: And then I always, like,
4: I always go back to my old school, like Senyata says, you know. And and for years I used to be like, man, no, you wrong, Senyata, you wrong. And he was like, man, If they're not paying for it, they don't appreciate it, you know, and when you give it away for free, they devalue
3: it. I was like, no, 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 but...
5: Well, I I think that
3: that part of it is is people who are on your show have to sound the, have to make a statement about it, as I'm doing. And she, I'm glad she reminded me of it, so I I, I want to take my hat off to her because, you know, oftentimes every show... I start the show thinking about doing that, but then I get caught up in the information, because you know how I am. I get focused on stuff, and then I forget to say it. But she reminded me, and so now this show, I'm getting a chance to say it, and I'm i am happy for that. But I, I think about it every show, because things don't happen in this world without money. <laughs> they just don't. I mean, <laughs> you, you can talk all you want, but they don't, really. They just don't. So, anyway, I'm back to the, I'm back to um, whatever. That's
7: right That's true Let's start charging For the
4: download That's right That's right Thank you Uh, Thank you SJ Look I would appreciate it Look man Y'all We would be so much Like If if every person Who downloaded the show Gave a dollar Like even the show You did The show you did last week If everybody who downloaded Did a dollar That would be $300 towards Us going somewhere We had 300 downloads Of the show We did last week You know That's that's a that's that's a collective. That's a collective. Y'all, ha, we gotta do a whole show for the Black River thing. Y'all may get mad at me for even mentioning that, but y'all has something up his sleeve called the Black River Project. I think. Don't even say nothing. Y'all, I ain't gonna give no more details than that. But y'all is so community because we ain't to talk about having all these sciences and these powers, but we just randomly using them on people. You know, walking up down the street. You know what I'm saying? Let's stay together. You know what I'm saying, let's, let's, let's form communities, you know what I'm saying, where if they got gated communities where you have to have a certain amount of money to stay there or, you know, the community's got to check you out, why can't we have a community and stay somewhere where we're generating this type of tantric energy? You know what I'm saying? Because this power brings so much money. Go get go get, um, Thinking grow Rich by Napoleon Hill or type up... Napoleon Hill Network or Andrew Carnegie Network, that's what they were using, the sexual transmutation. They didn't want to use the word Tantra. So they say, oh, sexual transmutation. It's in the book. <laughs> it's in the book. It makes billions of dollars. It turns people into billionaires. But our egos are so big and we say, I ain't going to be no elegant rose. I ain't going to be no healer. I ain't going to be no treasure chest. Scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. And then we keep losing. So that's one of the motivations for me is to get, you know what I'm saying, is to get people to clean ourselves up, you know what I'm saying, clean our mentals up, clean our minds up, clean our blood up, you know. So that's why I want everybody to tune in on Tuesday nights as well for our somatometry show because if you want to make yeah. this something, you got to get your blood clean.
3: I yeah, I've been checking out some of his stuff little bit by little bit whenever I get a chance, and I'm, I'm going to get into it deeper what I'm seeing, I'm I'm really liking it. I really am. I mean, it's 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 really causing me to shift, you know, my focus and spend more time dealing with that because uh I, I, that stuff is that that is some nice stuff. I, 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 and you know me, I <laughs> I don't have no time, but I'm making time out of my schedule to deal with that brother. Nartley is like he's 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 all right. I give him props.
5: <laughs> Back to
3: the counterfeit personalities. That's what's up. Okay, I thank you, SJ. Let me give her
4: a round of applause. Oh, you know, I really appreciate my people.
7: Thank
4: y'all. All right, please. I'm going to put you back on. Uh, yeah, and then, and then on our next break, I got my other uh, special guest host. She came in a little late from work. So uh, I got a special guest for you tonight, uh, y'all. But, I'm, but, but we're going to proceed with this next section right here first and let her get a couple more uh, notes. How, how, much, how
3: much time do you want me to talk before we break again?
4: Uh, give me about another half. Give me another twenty, thirty minutes.
3: Oh, I got you know, I got that. You know, I got that. That was
4: easy. That was easy.
3: That was easy. That's easy. You know that. All right. The character personality structures. And so, I don't want people to get mad at me with what I'm getting ready to say. And uh, you know, it, this is the ugly stuff. So when I'm using language, I'm going to be talking about people like they're. <laughs> You know, I'm going to make statements and it's going to sound like I'm talking about you, you know, and it's going to sound like I'm accusing you and it's going to sound, that's just the way that it is. But understand that, you know, you've got two sides. I'm just talking to the, the one that's not such a good side right now. You have five types of counterfeit personality structure. The schizoid personality, the oral personality, psychopathic personality, the masochistic personality, the anal personality. <clears throat> we use these terms. There are other terms that are used, but we use these terms because they go hand in hand with with most of the psychological terms that are already in existence. And when we talk about these personalities, the definition of it is what their aura looks like. Let me say that again. When we talk about these personalities, the definition of the personality we define it through its attributes, but the true definition is what we see in their auric field and what we see in their core, which is called the tower. So I want you to, to visualize this tower, this this uh, endoskeleton inside of a human being of energy, and I want you to see it like a tree inside the human being with all of this powerful energy going through it, And then I want you to see this web or this shell or this intricate matrix of negative, nasty-looking stuff all around the core that's blocking the core, holding the core down, restricting the core, choking the core. So the tower is inside, brilliant, massive, and bright, and it's surrounded by this auric field that's dysfunctional, blocked, choking, that's negative and dark. And so when we say the part of it that we, we can't, even empaths, can't see the whole auric field, we can see the chakras and some of the layers, but that's about as much as most people who can see the auric field can see. So what the way that we can tell that these structures exist is by observing the seven chakras. The seven chakras are, you have the root chakra pointing down, then you have the sacral chakra in the region uh of, you know at the at where the where the you know where the hips are basically, pointing out and back, in the front and in the back. Then you have the solar plexus approximately where the navel is, pointing front and back, it's cone shaped, and then you have above that you have the heart chakra, you have the throat chakra, then you have uh near in between the eyes, a little bit above, you have the uh brow chakra, and then you have the crown chakra pointing up. Now, and these these are easily seen by people who can see the aura. And even though that's not the complete aspect of the counterfeit personality, because the chakras are the easiest thing to see and it's easiest to see the dysfunction in them, we're able to define the counterfeit personality structure by observing the chakras. Now, for people who can't see the chakras, people use pendulums to test the chakras there are other ways of testing it. Um, there are things that you can do uh, that where you can talk about just how the person is shaped because when the chakras are, have certain dysfunctions, people tend to also, their body tends to shape in different ways where there's more weight in the hips for the masochistic personality. The anal personality tends to be more rigid and heavier. The schizoid tends to be slimmer, taller, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're not going to get into all of the details of all of this stuff. You, you know, get the book of Marmara. Uh, i tell you another excellent book that I found that I really, really like. Uh, it's called Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan, and she does an excellent, excellent job. I was really, really impressed when I saw that. I was like, whoa, well, who is she talking to? Because she did some really great illustrations in there about the counterfeit personality structure. And there's, there's, there's more, but I'm, I'm not going to – I mean, there's a few people who, who've gotten to it. Anyway. So when we're talking about the counterfeit personality structure, we're talking about this energy being that surrounds and infiltrates the tower, and it's like an infection of the tower. And it causes the personality to change. So when we're describing these five counterfeit personality structures, we're going to be talking about personality issues. But understand, the personality issues are only there because of the energy. I'll say that again. The personality issues do not cause the energy to change. It is because the energy has changed or never got developed in the first place that the personality issues exist. When you take the energy problem away, the personality problem can be fixed. You do have to put forth a modest amount of effort to fix it, but once you remove the energy blockage, the personality issue can easily be fixed. And, in fact, it tends to naturally start to fix itself. Uh, it might take a few weeks, a few years. But once you remove the energy blockage, you can fix the personality issue in a matter of days if, you, if, you're, you know, if you're really making an effort to do that. Okay. What are these five personality types? The schizoid type, basically what you're talking about is a split personality split personality is defined is that sometimes the person is complete, their whole personality is online, but mm-hmm. most of the time only a part of their energy is functioning, so we call it the split personality they they bounce back and forth, in other words, one day they're in pretty good spirits and whatever, but mm-hmm. most of the times they're they're not so you know they're not doing so well. The auto personality structure we're talking about. Um, um, If you look at a child Who's between the ages of two and three Right after they finish putting everything into their mouth As soon as they start crawling Children just, you know, they have the natural tendency No matter what they get in their hands They put it in their mouth And it's talking about the the human being developing That part of its ego which, Which wants to gratify itself so that you can get what you need. And so when you don't go through the rites of passage and you don't go through the bioarchitecture, a lot of people never get out of this childish phase of putting everything into their mouth. Now, I'm not saying that people 21 are trying to put everything into their mouth. It develops into this entitlement issue. I'm entitled to stuff, whether I deserve it or not. And you are not entitled to the same stuff I'm entitled to, even though we're in an equal partnership. It also is uh manifests as an abandonment issue. The person they may have been abandoned, but the the, the abandonment issue is probably over now, but they're carrying it with them like a chip on their shoulder all the time. It's almost like, okay, because I was abandoned long time ago you have to make up for that it's like you're guilty of of this other person abandoning me whether you know it or not and therefore i'm i'm requiring you to constantly make up to me this this inadequacy so we talk about the oral personality structure in terms of entitlement and in terms of abandonment the psychopathic personality structure in a word control they feel like they got to have control, or they're not going to life. They're not going to get what they need in life. And psychopathic basically talks about someone who's very uh, adamantly, aggressively trying to get their way and do what they need to do. So I think you can get an idea when we talk about a psychopath. What we're talking about is someone who will take actions that they know are inappropriate because they feel. They have the right to do that in order to get what they want. The fourth personality type is the masochistic personality type, and it's probably the most destructive type because it's masked. The masochistic personality type is the supposed victim. They paint themselves as the victim when, in fact, they are the one doing the dirt. So the masochistic personality factor is always basically saying, I'm on your side, I'm I'm with you, I believe you, I'm I'm for you, but they aren't. In secret, they're always undermining the people that they love. Why? Because they don't want you to ever get in a place where you're superior to them. They feel like, well, um, they're not really trying to do a whole lot with their life usually. I mean, to some extent they might be, but most of the time they're not the most um, achievement-oriented, ambitious people. Although, you know, if if they do get into a situation where they can amass good amounts of money and property or, or status, they do hold that over other people's heads. But the masochistic personality structure is constantly looking for you to feel sorry for them. And to constantly looking for you to stop what you're doing and pay attention to what's happening to their, to what's happening with them, to their hurt, to their pain. It's like the woman who says, no matter how you know bad the man's got it, she always wants her pain is always bigger. She's always saying, my pain is bigger, my hurt is bigger, my my trauma in my past in my in my past is bigger. Now the man could have been to jail for something he didn't do could have been, you know, divorced, they took all his money, he was a good husband, They took his kid away, you know, they repossessed his house and he was making the payments, and he could have got all of these bad breaks, could have been abused as a child, beat up, robbed, gone through all kinds of trauma, and none of this happened to the woman. But she feels like, you know, because a boyfriend didn't show up for a date one night in 1958, that, you know, her pain is bigger than his. I'm still hurting from that. I never got over that. And why don't you, you know, put me uh, forward, uh, you know, and you get men who are like that with the masochistic personality structure, and they're always like, you know, well, the white man did this to me. Or if he's white, he's saying, you know, my boss did this to me. Or if he's Chinese, he's saying, you know, my parents, they – they came over here, you know, past generation, and they don't understand what I'm going through here as an American, you know. So it, it, everybody's got this excuse like, okay, um, you know, somebody else did it. It's not my fault. And you see the masochistic man there, you know, if, if he's white, he's basically, he's looking for somebody else to blame. He's a Klansman, and he's saying, well, it's black people took my jobs, damn it. That's why come I can't get a job. Or Hispanics took my jobs, and that's why come I can't get a job. And so he's blaming it on Hispanic people. He's like, okay, I'm the victim in this scenario. Even though this guy, you know, this guy may have come from Honduras and gone through hell to get into this country, maybe he's here legally, and he had to fight like heck to get the job. But the white guy's looking at him like, well, I don't have the job I want now. It's your fault. I'm the victim in, in this relationship. And, and it doesn't make any sense to anybody from the outside. But to that, to that white guy, it makes perfect sense it makes just it makes all the sense in the world. And so the masochistic personality structure is the victim scenario. And in women it's got a particularly negative way that it manifests. Now in men it's it's also underpinning a lot of infidelity issues. Uh but not not it's not the personality structure that causes the most infidelity issues. In women it has a particular structure that's very specific and, and and women, it causes them to seek out safety valve relationships. What do I mean by that? They get into situations where they reject the opposite sex in general in terms of really being close to them, but what happens is they have sexual needs, and these sexual needs build up pressure in this personality structure, and what they do is then they have a safety valve scenario. So. They, they they may be married to the husband. They're not really giving him much. They're giving him a hard time mostly. And they're making him work really hard to get whatever little favors he gets. But they've got, you know, uh, Grover over here uh, across town. And once a month they just make that booty call and they show up there and they're doing all kinds of nasty stuff with Grover. Grover's like <laughs> wearing that thing out. And they're a different person with Grover. But they know that Grover can't really have them. So at the next day after Grover's had such a good time, he's like, Well, why don't you come by next weekend? It's like, No, no, can't do that. Because Grover's a safety valve man. Yeah and so then yeah. you go Yeah, hold on. Guess did you say Grover or Grover? Grover, I'm just making up a name. No, okay, but look,
4: I have ga I have given that, that name and identity. Are you ready for this? Yeah, now, and I got, and I got this from a, a a play sister of mine, and I've been using it with my clients for like the last three or four years, and it's so appropriate. And you just called it out. I wouldn't even have brought. I'm just sitting there listening, and then you started describing, but you called him Grover. But guess what? The ladies call him in the street. What? A mattress monkey. Yeah.
5: Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Yo, you don't make me lose my focus, man.
4: <laughs> no, you describe them. Don't you, your focus. You describe them. You just you just describe them to the T. He, he he's good for doing tricks for bananas on the mattress, and that's all. He got good muscles and all that, but you're not interested in taking him nowhere. He's a mattress monkey, or or maybe even a mattress gorilla. okay Yeah, that that's that,
3: well, that, that's true. I tell you, and a lot of the, uh, uh, the masochistic personalities, what they do, they also will get into uh, relationships at a long distance. In other words, if that man lived in the same, if if, if she was in, um, let's say, um, Philadelphia, she's not going to do certain things with a guy in Philadelphia. See, it doesn't qualify. Now, but if he is in uh, Roanoke, Virginia, he can be her safety valve man, because he can't get to her easy. Now, her favorite scenario is a married man, and so you'll say you'll see the, the masochistic woman, and she'll say, "Well, okay, um, you know, I met this guy, and you know, he's just so great, and this, that, and the other, and she really, 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 you know, gives him a lot of energy. But the thing is, she may pretend like she. She doesn't know he's married, but she always knew, and that's why she hooked up with him.
4: And then she's always
3: complaining to her girlfriends that, you know, he didn't tell me and and I'm just so in love with him, but he keeps going back to his wife and this and the other. But the reality is if the guy left his wife, she would leave him because it's a safety valve relationship. In other words, they are never willing to allow her emotions to really come out because they're afraid of being subservient they're never going to really give you what you want because it's always like I'm trying to get in a position supply and demand scarcity i want to always have something that you want i'm never going to really give it to you because then you're going to you're not going to value it as much so it's like okay it's a it's a typical goal taker posture that's one way that it manifests, although that's not the only type of code dealer. But it's it's a situation where it's like, okay, I'm gonna just give you just enough to keep you interested, but emotionally I'm always gonna keep you hungry. Because I always wanna keep you at a place where I can, you know, that's how she controls. Now the man's part is a little bit different. Go ahead.
4: No, I just say, Wow, I'm just I'm just in total amazement that you're telling everything and like so if some women listening like Shut up, y'all! And then there's some men listening, like, "Shut up, y'all!" And they're like they're singing in chorus right now in stereo. They're like, "Y'all, shut up! You're telling everything, but it has to come out." So I, I am, I'm just, I'm. I gotta, hey, I gotta do it like that. That's all right. so, but, but please continue and keep pulling their skirts up and keep shining the bright light and pulling the covers back because that's what we're doing tonight. Please continue.
3: But all of these personality structures stop your energy flow. Because if we show you the, the auric uh uh configurations of the structures on these auras, you'll see all of these choking and pressing and oppressive and, and blocking uh scenarios to the core, to the tower. So it looks like, you know, this, this counterfeit personality is a dynamic thing that is doing that is allowing you to have some kind of a uh um benefit or some kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for, leverage over other people, but it's messing you up long-term. The last, the fifth uh, personality structure is called the anal personality, and it can be one of the worst of them, really, although it's probably the easiest one to get over if the person comes out of denial that they're in it. Um, But that's that's easier said than done. The anal personality basically... It's difficult to describe it. Let's just say that it it looks at stuff on the surface and it won't look any farther beneath that. It does not want to look any further, any deeper into the root stuff because it's not trying to find any excuse for it to change. Let me say mm. this again. The anal personality structure is interested in the surface stuff, material stuff. So the anal personality structure is, is a man who will shop at Macy's because it looks good, and he will not shop at the neighborhood store that's selling the exact same product because it's beneath him to go into a place that on the surface doesn't have that facade. So um, the, the, the anal would tend to vote Republican versus Democrat, if he could you know if he can figure that these people are going to help him materially, in other words, he doesn't necessarily care about how the if this this particular politician is good for the state, good for the office or is going to do a good job, but if that person on the surface seems like it will further their individual material objectives day down, this is the type of person they they're interested in the opposite sex mainly for how they look. While the masochistic man is looking for a woman based on her status, she needs to be in the church if he's in the church. She needs to be educated if he's educated. She, You know, she needs to be well off if he's well off, not the anal. The anal is basically looking for how do you look. You need to be star material. You know, he wants to go out with a model or she wants to go out with an athlete because... They're looking at the surface, that's it. They're not trying to get beneath that because if they they know if they get beneath that, what they see is not going to please them. So the anal person is like saying, I want food that tastes good. I don't care about nutrition. I'll say it again. They're looking at it like on the surface, okay, I'm going out here to the grocery store to buy food, this food, It's a direct correlation. I'm buying stuff based on it's quick to fix it. It tastes good. I like it. That's it. I don't want to get into no nutrition. I don't want to get into this other stuff. I don't want to have to spend a whole lot of time preparing it if I don't have to. So when you're looking at the anal personality structure, it's it's very complicated in a way because a lot of the people who have it, they don't give the signs right off the bat. So the anal personality is going to be like clandestine, if they can be. If they happen to be very attractive people, they're a mess because they are definitely going to put that carrot out there in front of the opposite-sex members, whether they're male or female, but to try to actually get that carrot is going to be a monkey because they're going to stick their carrot out there. If it's a woman, she's going to have... She's going to have on a high She She's going to present everything that she knows a man likes, and she's not going to give you none of it unless she gets all the surface stuff she wants first. And, so, and then when you do get there, there's not a lot of emotional stuff that's going to happen. They're not going to emotionally invest. They don't know how. Now, with the masochistic, they have emotions very strong, but they're suppressing them. With the psychopathic, they are very, very emotional, very traumatic, but they can't control it. The oral is constantly caught up with these emotions. The anal can't. They're not in touch with them. They're just in touch with the surface stuff. They Even if they wanted to, they can't. There's a big difference. If the masochistic can, they're just acting silly. The anal can't. They're not in touch with that. So these are the five personality structures. Now, it gets a lot more complicated than that. And the complication comes with the way that the personality structure interferes with the action of the tower when it comes to relationships and sex. So what we want to say is that we want to talk about the fact that when you have one of these personality structures, what we're basically talking about is an architecture that prevents your original self from, number one, growing into its fullness, and number two, operating efficiently. In other words, it's it's trying to shut your original self down as much as it can to the extent that you will let it. And there's five levels to it. There's mild, acute, chronic, severe, and necromancy, where, you know, it's trying to kill you. And today, when I first started studying the personality structures in the 90s, I saw most people were about midpoint at the chronic place. Today, there's a lot more people with severe personality structures, a lot more. So now, um, we can take us a break. When, When we come back, we'll finish up by talking about how these personality structures stop the energy the four energies of a female and
4: the four energies of a
3: male. Oh no
4: that's right. It is going down up in here. Y'all are now still rocking with the best. This is original native radio. This is Coach Kair as well as Master Yah Morris. We are Yah before we th- um if you wanna if y'all want to call in three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. I want to hear some of y'all in the chat room. I know Upscale Desires is in the building. I know I saw some more Detroit in the building. Um I see Miss Barry Berry up in the building. I see Donica Jones up in here, Neil, my aunt Ray. I need you to come in and give me a man's perspective of what you're hearing tonight. uh Angel Supreme, you got plenty to say. I see Jessica's up in the building, Big shops out in Philadelphia. they standing up tonight uh, uh fuzzy Wuzzy or fuzzy ninety one fifty seven i wanna I wanna hear what y'all gotta say I'm gonna shut the chat room down now how about that? Don't be sitting over there trying to uh just do all this typing and make me read and how you're asking this and uh well what about that? So why don't you just call the number three four seven two zero five. Give a fake name. So this this Wanda. Let's get about six Wanda's to call in. This, all the ladies who call in tonight, say, so Yeah, this Wanda and the next one will call and say, so Yeah, this Wanda too. Don't give up your real name because you're scared. And the brothers, y'all can be Mark or Malcolm or whatever. You know what I mean? You ain't gotta give up your real name if you wanna protect your
3: identity. <laughs> Now but, um, you tell them I'm not gonna bust them out on on the radio. I'm not gonna tell them what their counterfeit personality is. Oh no 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 they
4: no 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 they scared. I will. They ain't worried about you. They they, they worried about me. So I have a problem that I will. <laughs> well, they already know. They already know. What they. I mean you laid it out so plain and simple. I know what my I know what my counterfeit qualities are. So I, I'm not getting into that. I mean I will. I will go into mine. But you know. I want some other people to call, you know what I'm saying? That's us, and they'd be like, oh, well, we'll just let him be the sacrificial lamb. No, 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 no. This is like where you come in and get the courage, you know, so Miss Barry, look, and that's somebody coming in now, Miss Barry, Barry, I want to know mine. If you're late for the show now, you're going to have to go back and catch the the archive and listen because we have spent the last 15, 20 minutes on on this particular topic of the counterfeit personality, look at that! Don't close your honeycomb hideout down. That's what it is. That's what I used to call my house, y'all, when I was in, um, when I was in the hunter mode, and I just wanted to get what I wanted from the ladies and nothing else. I say, yeah, come on over to the honeycomb hideout. And so I was, you know, I was, I was being a co-conspirator, you know, because that's what they wanted a mattress monkey. I say, well, hey, come on over here. We'll just mattress monkey at my house, you know. So I've already, I think I've lived all four of them. And definitely the other eight as well Y'all go ahead and give us a call in Because I see people are calling me right now To let me know they're in my space in Philly And somebody's getting ready to walk out and get them right now They'll hold on for a second uh, So uh, we're going to continue I love multitasking on live radio it is, it, is, it is just one of the best things we can ever do Let me uh, bring on our my special uh, co-host And see what kind of comments and questions she has Right now uh, this I don't know if she wants to use her real name So this would be Wanda number one uh, Calling from the 708-250 Your microphone is open Thank you for joining us And do uh, you want to tell us where you're calling from And comments or questions or feedback that you have tonight Mrs. Special co-host
9: <laughs> uh, Hi, good evening It has been a, a fantastic show And I hate that I missed the, the first 20 minutes Because I've learned so much already Since I've been on um, I'm actually calling from Chicago, Illinois. And uh and I caught last week's show as well. First question, um, and then I'll let other people ask questions too. And last week's show you talked about um healing energies and if you're in a relationship with someone, whether romantic or otherwise, and you notice that their counterfeit personality is uh becoming dominant, it's your responsibility to both yourself and your partner to help them change that energy. Um, and then today I really like the section on the counterfeit personality disorders. So my question is this should there be a traumatic event that a partnership experiences that would cause energy to change if it's not dealt with immediately and appropriately? Um, should one party deal with it and the other doesn't or should both of them not know how to deal with it? Is that where tantra um, energy comes in with uh, the specific modality you recommended? I think is the uh, energy projection exercises. Could you expand a bit more on that?
3: First and foremost, thank you for the question. <clears throat> if, um you, you have definitely described the architecture of, of how most relationships break up. They reach a crisis and they're not able to overcome it. Normally, what I see when I do coaching is that one party desperately wants to address it, doesn't know how. The other party does not. And as a consequence, the relationship either stops, is terminated, or is diminished and downgraded and goes through a period of reduced benefit, and then it may be resuscitated later. Um, you can say yes. We're going to we're going to use the energy portals, one of the twelve energy portals, to try to bring about a therapy, a healing. But that's not enough. You still need to go through, uh, you know, whatever mechanism that you need to go through to address the counterfeit personality issue specifically. So that's like a one-two punch. You do the energy work, then you address the counterfeit issue so the, the biggest problem that you have is denial that usually one person in a relationship is in denial that they have the issue. they're like no nope, i'm not I'm not controlling or no, I don't have an entitlement issue or no, I don't have a split personality issue. I'm always the same i don't you know, and so if you can get them to stop being in denial, you're almost assured that you can say things. That's the big problem. So, just the one-two punch. Projection work is probably the easiest to do because it can be taught the fastest, but you can use acupuncture, reflexology, sex, uh, rites of passage. You can use any of those 12 pumps. You can use mantra, uh, You know, which is like a, an internal sound type therapy. That's all types of things. You can use any of those 12 portals to change the energy. But once you do, You still have to come back and deal with the counterfeit personality, or else it will just come back and start strangling you again some other way. Did I answer the question?
9: Uh, Yes, uh, thoroughly, actually, so I appreciate that. And then the five types of personality disorders, um, I was taking notes and I missed one. Schizoid, anal, oral, no, I got all five, psychopathic, and masochistic. masochistic. So um, would you say masochistic is probably the most common? Like are any of these um, personality disorders more common than the other in what you've seen and experienced in dealing with people uh, and in keeping track of these things? Or does it really depend on the individual?
4: And this is what I like about live radio. Hold on, y'all. This is what I like about live radio. Y'all got four minutes to call in before the end of the show. So y'all better dial that number, three four seven two zero. I mean, before the live stream stops. So those of you sitting in the chat room just kicking it and laid back, oh, I ain't got to call in. I'm going to just sit here and listen. It's getting ready to cut off, okay? So y'all going to answer this question, but you ain't going to hear all of it if you don't call in. So those of you who are already on the line... Y'all just chill. You're all good to go. But those of you who are on the internet and you just still sitting there and then it cuts off, do not stop sending me rude messages. I'm like, what happened? I can't hear nothing. I told you. The number 347 And it is in the chat. You can't admit it, My hot rate. Go ahead, y'all. Answer that question because I want to hear. I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, big shout out to More Philly. Just fill up in. If any of y'all want to get some massages while y'all in Philly and some body work? What's the name of your um company name? IRT
5: Massage. Arla? IRT.
4: IRT Massage. We're talking about healthy hands, good energy. Y'all, you know, I'm over here setting up some concerts. I'm going to the about tomorrow, baby. That's right. That business guy. So please, please go ahead and answer that question. We're going to one of our yeah. proud sponsors. We got to
3: fire down to Atlanta. We need some massages down there. Anyway, <laughs>
5: hey,
3: here's how. Hey, Here's how we uh we roll with that. In the book Awakening the Master Feminine we have this, this discussion, I'm i you know, I'm gonna tell it, but it's almost a repeated verbatim in the book. So when you want to tell the beginning of the of the of the dialogue of how to determine what the personality structure is, the diagnosis, there's four questions that you always ask. So when I take a woman out to a restaurant, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get sneaky, and I'm asking her four questions. Now, it may take me two hours to ask those questions. They may come out in all kinds of different disguised ways, but I'm looking for four things, and that's going to begin the process of finding out what her counterfeit personality is. And I'm, 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 going, I'm, I'm going to answer your question. So, yes, the answer is yes. They, there are some personality structures that are more dominant than others. And I'm going to tell you why right now. So for the woman, if you're talking about a woman, here are those four questions. You want to know about her dysfunctional relationship with her father. You want to know about her acceptance or non-acceptance from the alpha male in early puberty. You want to know about any abuse, rape, or molestation. And you want to know something about her negative womb imprint. In other words, what was it like the first two or three times she made love, even if it was incest, abuse, whatever, whatever. So those are the four questions you want to ask a woman. Here's for the man. Dysfunctional relationship with mom or good one. No acceptance from desirable females in early puberty. In other words, what was his relationship to the diva female when he was 13, 14, whatever. Lack of sovereignty. We're talking about money, licenses, respect, authority. Uh, How he perceived himself having sovereignty when he was a teenager. And we want to talk about the trauma of his peer group. So, it can be religious trauma, family trauma, crime, whatever, whatever. So, you want to ask the man these four questions, and that's going to tell you that's the beginning of the conversation to begin to catalog what his personality structure is. And because of the dynamic of fathers being absent, uh, the most common form of personality structure in women today is masochistic, and after that is oral. Now, because of the, the way that society is, that that men have a lack of sovereignty, they, they have, uh, they're not really uh, they don't get a lot of validation from desirable females, even if they you know are, are handsome and whatever. And because of the fact that a lot of the mothers are the only parents, it's that's not the case with men. We have more men who are psychopathic split personalities, and anal. And it's not as much of a split. It's not as much of a, you know, you have some of all five with the men, and I think probably psychopathic is the worst, really, or the most common. And because the, the psychopathic boy feels he has to be controlling because his mom wouldn't let him have authority. If the father's absent... Then the, the male child has a hard time gaining authority in the house. Even if she's let him have his way, it's not the same. It's not true authority. So uh, you want to ask these four questions, and that's going to give you an idea of what personality structures is. So when he answers those questions, you're saying, you say, yeah. Well, how are these four questions going to tell me if he's anal versus masochistic? When he tells you the specifics of why these things happened and, and what, in other words, when he gets to the specifics of what, how, why the teenage girls rejected him, when he gets to the specifics of what happened to him, when did his father leave, when did his mother start to change, you begin to see it's either it's abandonment, entitlement, it's uh, controlling, it's this or it's that. You begin to see the dynamics of how his personality structure started to form. Now, the full discussion of that is in the book of Mamre, and the partial discussion of that is in the book Awakening the Master Feminine. So it's kind of complicated, but I can tell you that if you, if you read the books and you practice just for a couple of weeks, you can sit down at lunch with a stranger, you know, the first time you met a man, and in 20 minutes you can absolutely determine with, with, with a very low level of error which personality type he is. You start out with those four questions, and then that's going to lead you into the other questions that we talk about in the book. Because in each type, there are certain things that are clear-cut signals. You know, like the anal type does not like kids, for the most part, not little teeny kids, does not like hospitals, does not like dealing with sick people, things like that. Does not give to charity. Um... And there's there's all kinds of little hints with those four questions. And the answers to those four questions are going to tell you so much about that person. And then you follow up with the key code question, and it's going going to narrow it down more and more until after 20 minutes, you'll be like, I know exactly which type he is or she is. Okay? Now, you can take it a step further than that. You can just look out in society and see that there are way more masochistic females than there are the other four types because you can see what they're doing. You can see their behavior. The victim mentality is off the charts with with women, black and white. They have a victim mentality. And to some extent, they were victimized in the past. To some extent they don't have all the rights that they deserve to have all of the wealth all of the privileges and whatever but the reality is nobody in this society does so you're you're looking at a situation where 98, I say 95% of the people in society are victims of course they made themselves victims they allow themselves to be victims but the elite maybe 5% of the society are running things they got even worse problems Believe it or not But the fact that that so many people Believe that they are victims Does not in fact relatively To other people Make them a victim If you compare them to the people in the Congo They are not victims at all So when you look at men So many men today Especially black men Feel that they have to be controlling Why? Because they have so little control And this control, this, this, this is made much more evident. Why? Because the females are always reminding them that they have no control. And so it always appears that if I get control, I'll be able to have a satisfactory relationship with the female, with the society, with the community. But it's an illusion. You can get more and more and more control, but your status never changes. So many men have gotten good jobs, gotten promotions, gotten this and gotten that, and assumed that everybody's attitude toward them was going to change. I remember the first time I got a Mercedes. For the first three or four weeks,
7: women were just,
3: women that would not talk to me, would not say hi in the morning. When I was walking to my office, they crossed the street, you know, we was in the pedestrian mall, and came over to me, all kinds of cutie pies. Hi, how you doing? But the reality is that they still, once you got to talk to them, once you got into a, an encounter with them, they still did not hold you in any different regard. It's just you had become a target for them to try to get something from. You weren't, they hadn't elevated you. You hadn't achieved any goal. You hadn't made any kind of achievement that meant anything. Your value had not changed. They just saw you as a potential someone that they could get something from. Before, they just completely ignored you because you didn't have nothing they wanted. Once you got the Mercedes, you got something that they wanted, and they wanted to get that, but you still were of no value to them. So the the, the psychopathic male, when he gets, you know, he keeps moving forward, saying, said, I'm going to get more and more control, I'm going to get more and more control, damn it, and he gets more and more control, and he finds out he's just treading water. He didn't get anywhere. He didn't achieve anything, and then he starts to act out. He becomes upset, and he becomes abusive. Did I answer the question? There's more, but I, I, I think we have to slow down because, I mean, we can get it, We can really get all into this, how we, you know, we can go to each type and say exactly what the process is, starting with the four questions, moving into a thing, but that's, it's in the books. And all you have to do is read Awakening the Message. It gives you the, it lays it all out for you. Boom, 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 how you do it. And, and if you read a Marmer, it goes, Marmer has like 50 pages just devoted to the counterfeit personality structure with five cases, five case histories for each one, showing you how to analyze it, how to resolve it, how to whatever. Any person who's involved in therapy, is, you absolutely must know this. And if you have someone who can read auras, or who can sense auras? Then you can just boom. You can just pass go and collect two hundred because you just boom. As soon as the guy walks in, he said, "This is what it is," and then you just keep on trying to confirm it. And after that, you off to the races. What's the therapy? Did I answer the question?
9: Yes, most definitely. And first book is Awakening the Master Feminine. The second book, if you could spell the title, because that's not a word that I'm familiar with.
3: It's A M. I- as in man, A N as in Nancy, M E R E Amon eight letters. However, the book is out of print right now. I mean, I I printed up a special edition last year, and we sold all of those out. What, Amonmerer was done back in the nineties, and when we made the book, we used all the old technology. It was we used we made it with PageMaker and. All of the illustrations were hand-done. We did the negatives and stuff. It actually was dead to actually take a picture of the galley. So when we tried to turn the book over, it cost so much to turn it into digital format. We had to basically redo everything, retype all the pages, the whole thing. And it was so so expensive that, you know, we just printed up one group. And I haven't gotten the money to print it again. I mean, um, uh, we sold all of those, like, you know, the, the thing is selling on eBay and stuff for like $150 a day going copy. So we we went ahead and put it out there so people wouldn't have to pay so much for it for a used copy. But they sold out right away, and I haven't printed any more up. So I'm going to be printing some probably in the next couple of months, but I'm just, you know, taking uh, There's none available right now. You can go online and get used copies, but I'm saying they're charging between $100 and $200 for a copy, so I, I wouldn't pay that for it.
4: Yeah, I think that um, um, probably. Just, I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Wanda,
9: number one. Oh, the the business person in me just wants to know how much you need to reprint them, and we can talk about that offline, if you don't want to answer it now. But, um, yeah,
3: it, it, it's it's less than a thousand dollars to print up a couple hundred, but it's like you know, you know, once you print them up, it takes four or five months before you get your money back. So it's just a situation where you know. I printed them up last fall. They sold out, and I just just have been involved in so much stuff right now. I just haven't even really thought about it. I mean, I want to do it, but I just, I, you know, that, there's no there's no real good excuse business wise. It's, it's really poor poor on my part. But I just I just been doing all this other stuff. I just haven't had a chance to do it.
9: Okay. No problem. Thank you.
3: Absolutely,
4: uh, yeah. I just want to let you know that sister right there, her wheels are spinning. I can hear them all the way over here in Philly. I um, mean, <laughs> we we we'll be scheming on you in the background, so don't worry about that. And plus, it's 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 much it's much less expensive to do the ebook because that's where it's going anyway. You know, paperbacks is getting ready to be old school, like the 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 tablets, the iPads, the all of that, and you know, you are a dinosaur, but that's why teamwork makes dream work. So we can say, doesn't <laughs> necessarily have to be, not necessarily have to be printed out because as fast as as, as soon as we get them on ebook, then you're going to sell enough to get the money to print out the hardback copies. But Barnes and Nobles won't even be in business in five years on a physical store, so that, that's just a whole other subject. Let me just get back. I got a couple more calls on the line. My special guest I wish you just stay right there. I'm gonna leave your mic open. Do not go anywhere. Calling from the four four three, must be somebody in Baltimore. Four four three four zero six. Your microphone is open. Can I get your hey. uh, where you're this calling is... from? And if you want to, okay, go ahead. You want to use your real name? Go ahead. To, to, now, this,
1: this is Wanda Nicole. Okay,
5: okay, Wanda Nicole. <laughs> I love it.
1: Hey, Massiel, how are you? How you doing? And Kair.
4: Oh, uh, all is well. We're too sexy to be stressed over here.
1: Hey, yeah, it's Sonya Nicole, you know. So um, I was calling because I, you know, I've seen Master Yao quite a few times, and he has never told me what my personality type was. I don't know if he, you know, felt some kind of way because I'm kind of muscular and stuff or what, but, you know, <laughs> we're on the phone now,
3: so you can tell me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now, yeah, I yeah,
3: just, I just want you to know her area code is the same as mine, so
5: <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm subject to walk downstairs in the morning and she's standing there with her hands on her hips. <laughs> <laughs> she she, she knows where I live.
2: So I got real little camera answering
5: this question. <laughs>
3: you know, Sonya, you have the best personality structure.
5: <laughs>
3: it's, it's not one of the five. It's a it's a special one. You know what I'm saying? I had Seriously, do you really want me to, to put it out there on the air like that?
1: Yes, I do. You know I don't care.
3: Well, you started out your life with the anal personality structure, but you don't have the anal personality structure anymore
5: mm-hmm.
3: because when you started your life out, you were looking at things on the surface and you were right. looking at things from a materialistic perspective and then you discovered that that wasn't really working for you and so you begin to work on yourself, and you begin to change that. Does that sound true to you?
1: That sounds true, but that, that sounds more like uh, my 20s to maybe
3: mid-30s. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to bring forward another part of your counter-personality structure, and that's what you're struggling with now. hmm and so probably that conversation probably should be had off the air. Cause no,
1: I, I want to
3: know what it is. I want to know <laughs> what it
4: is. What's the personality <laughs> type I got now? Yeah, <laughs> this is the original radio, man. This is the You know, I don't
1: care what nobody think. okay?
3: <laughs> well, before I tell you, and I, I'm probably going to end up telling you off the air, although I might tell you, Nan, the only thing is... Okay. I I, I want to ask you this question. Uh-huh. If you discover what it is,
1: uh-huh.
3: what would you do about it?
1: Have to work on it.
3: Well, see, here's the problem with me telling you.
1: Uh-huh.
3: If you if you think about it and you come to the come to the conclusion of what it is yourself, it's better because you're then coming out of denial of it. If I tell you what it is. You engage in a situation where you begin a debate within yourself. Is he correct or not? It is better. I'm just going to tell you this. It's not the anal personality structure anymore. It's one of the other four. It's not the schizoid personality. So I'm going to tell you it's it's oral, psychopathic, or masochistic. I'll narrow it down for you. But really, it's better for you to figure it out yourself. You already know what it is. The issue is, do you want to face it? You already know what it is without me making it clear to you. So I want you to really spend one hour. If it takes you more than one hour, don't stop. And after and I- one hour, you're going to know what it is, and then you call me tomorrow, and I'll confirm it for you. But the, the thing is, what's really important is that we come out of denial about what we're doing to people. So you mm-hmm. have to really come out of denial with how you're dealing with men. And so... If, 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 you, if you just stop for a minute and think, what is your worst fear, that tells you. The psychopathic woman, her worst fear is losing control of the situation, losing control of the man. The masochistic personality, her worst fear is submitting, being submissive, letting someone else have, have you know, access to all of them. The oral personality, their worst fear is that people will abandon them that people won't recognize that they're entitled to what they think they're entitled to. So ask yourself what is your worst fear and translate it down into one of these one of these three categories and you will easily uh-huh. see which one you are. Have yeah, I, I know
1: now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely know um which one it is now.
3: The the, the thing is to, to really admit that to yourself. Yeah. So just, I mean, that's the hardest part.
1: Okay, tell tell me if I'm right or wrong. It's the oral. Now, I'm
3: not going to tell you. All, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you tomorrow. Because I really want you to think about it, and and then what you want to think about is why didn't you recognize it before?
1: Hmm. Now you so know. kind of. Uh, I'm going to tell guys. you, Messi. I, I got. I have. I do have some some issues like like the oral um, issue. I know that. But um, And I recognize it. Now, if there's anything with the other two, I haven't recognized that yet.
3: Take an hour after the show is over and just really think about about it like this. What do your girlfriends say about you? What do the men say about Mm -hmm. you? And it's not so much what do you say about you, what do other people see? Because it's hard for us to see it. I'm telling you, when I was writing the book. People are
1: scared to tell me, man.
3: They should be. You, you you, know, you may show up the next day like, what are you making? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel these, I feel hands around my throat.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't mean
3: it. <laughs> but it's like, you know, when I was writing this, every time I started writing about one of the personality types, I used to meet a bunch of them. And I would be like, this is a nightmare. And then one day I was like, you know what? This looks a little bit like me. Mm-hmm. And it was some freaky stuff. I was like, wait a minute. There's a common denominator between this one personality type and me. Okay. Oh, man, that was like, that. I'm telling you, that was like, oh, that was not good. That was not pretty. And then I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, after about a year, I just got to a very nasty place where I was like, you know what, damn it. I'm this personality type. And I was like, son of a gun. It was not pretty. I mean, it really was not pretty at all.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: It was like the time when I found out my ex wife could pick out clothes better than me. I just knew I could pick out my <laughs> clothes, you know. <laughs> and all my friends kept coming to me, man, you really look nice in that. And I'd be like, wait a minute, I didn't pick this out. <laughs> uh-huh. And then one day I just looked in the mirror. I went and got all of her clothes, and I went and got all of my clothes, and I was like, everybody likes me better in what she picked out. Mm -hmm. I was her. You know, I had had tailor-made suits and stuff, and I'm like, dang. (laughs) But she had a better sense of style. Uh And, you know, it took me like several days before I just went up to her and told her. And she just laughed, and she was so happy that I finally admitted that. She was like, well, I knew this all along, but your stupid butt didn't. <laughs> I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it because I
2: wanted to believe
3: I could pick out clothes for me better than she could. That, that hurt my ego. And so that's what you've got to do. That that coming to grips with how other people see you is a monster. And that's right. what's blocking your energy. That's what keeps you from being able to do a lot of the sexual tantric stuff is the counterfeit personality structure.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Now I know I didn't answer your question completely, so I'm not going to ask you, but I am going to answer it completely tomorrow. Okay. I hope I answered it somewhat.
1: Okay, I'll be yeah, at your house yeah. nine o'clock in the morning.
3: It is <laughs> <Yeah, that's> right. It is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you want, are you going to be? Are you, are yes, going yes, to be she might not be joking. <laughs> 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 it's
4: all good. Well, I just want to know. I just want to know: Is she going to be there? Is she going to be one of the uh, special guests there in New Jersey this weekend? I can ask that
6: question.
4: I, I really,
1: I mean, I, I would love to to do some work on Kair. I would love to. And You five. know, actually, I was
3: thinking about that. You know, I was thinking about that. But you know, she, this this lady can do projection work pretty well. Caillou, no joke. I'm not making this up. So uh, 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 yeah, you don't have to
4: uh, you don't have to big her up. She already uh, she said enough. Let her finish. So she's the guest on the show. Let her finish. I want to hear the complete uh, the whole thought she was getting ready to say. Uh-uh.
1: No, I, w- I was going to say that I it, it's looking good. You know, I'm, I am a mother, so. I'm trying to make sure that I make it there. I mean, it, it's it's like uh, it's like Christmas for a kid to me. So I really want to be there. So I'm going to really do what I can to get there. I'm almost positive I'm going to be there. It's just one problem I need to address.
5: <laughs> so that you know, you <laughs> got Ty
1: all worked
3: up, and now you're not even telling them for sure. That, that's not right. <laughs> the brother no, was I, saying he's going to get some healing energy work, and you're like, I'm almost certain. That was- Come on now. I I, I sure I sure am. I'm
1: I'm going to I'm going to make sure that that I'm there,
3: okay? Is he gonna is he gonna be the same after this energy work? I want to know. I, I want I want Kyle to call me on Monday and say, "Y'all, I'm just not the same anymore."
5: <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> That's exactly what she's planning. Um, I'm hoping this is a continuation of her um, you know I'm saying, her plot since she first met me. And I am willing to um, see how the cards play out, and I and hopefully I won't have to wait till Monday to call. I want to text you and be like, "Yeah, I'm not the same." But but that's, that's, for me, I really like how um, we have to attract the, the the necessary power that we need to take care of the type of healing that we need. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what right. I was going to ask you earlier was the people. One of the comments that you made earlier, Yah, was because I'm over here taking notes when you were saying about a woman who brings when she got when she got her basics down. I think when you were talking to SJ and you were talking about when she has her basics down, can, a, you know, I don't feel a woman who doesn't have her basics down can do nothing with Kair. You know what I'm saying? I would only be with somebody who was, you know what I'm saying, who has a martial arts background or some type of healing background or somebody who's already done some changes and, 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 and done something in they self, you know what I'm saying, before I would be like, well, you know, if, if you are straight wounded, straight just realizing what the these fake counterfeit personalities are, have not done any work for yourself and want me to lay down on the table? Oh hell no. Uh-huh. Hell no, no. For but somebody, for somebody who has done the work themselves and has been practicing, then I'm all for it. You know, and that's just a professionalism in me. You know, I've a lot to the table, but I want a lot to come to the table for me, so I'm very happy that these sisters are training and um and getting ready and saying, hey, I'm, a, I'm ready for it to play out, but you know, I'm into the power. I don't know whether that's. <laughs> I think you know, I'm, a, I'm a kid. I'm a handful. So it's got to be somebody who is um well, that, the power.
1: I will will say um I have been doing it and um I have been getting uh feedback. Um, they've been telling me that after I do it, they've been getting more attention from women <laughs> for like uh, almost a week and they have a greater sense of inner peace. And um I don't think they really uh like really recognize everything that is taking place because they're not really into all of this. You know, they just try it. <laughs> so, um, I can't really get much detail. That's why I'm anxious to do it on you because I wanna know what wait, what your results are
4: gonna be.
3: And
4: I'm going to be totally honest. I know you're
0: going to give I me can. a thorough report. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look,
5: y'all. Hmm. This is a dream come
3: true. <laughs> 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 we got, I'm telling you, Kyrie, there's going to be five or six women there and uh, that have been through the class on Saturday. I, I'm i just telling the brothers, they better just watch out. The women be yeah, getting their energy up.
4: Man, tell us what time yeah, and Yeah, cause where, we ain't man. no we don't joke. Don't want, man. We
3: all that, man. We don't <laughs> want to hear all that bluffing, man. What, what time and where? That's all we want to know. What's the address? you it's, it's thirty Newark Street in Newark, New Jersey. Thirty Central Avenue, Newark, New Jersey. Three o'clock. Well, it, the doors open at two uh, thirty. You have
1: the. Zip I would card? recommend
3: getting there early because it's probably going to sell out. Because we've already sold half the tickets already, so. Uh, It's probably going to sell The the space will only hold so many people So I would get there as early as possible But it's 30 uh, Central Avenue in Newark, New Jersey It's at the corner of Central Avenue And Halsley Street But the best thing to do Is go on my wall on Facebook Just put Yao Morris Not Yao in Morris Because somebody's got a fake page up there So don't, don't go to the fake page with no picture Go to the real Yao Morris page and scroll down on my wall, and you'll see the links to the uh, Tantra Social in Newark, New Jersey. And go on Eventbrite and register there. Or at least go there and get all the information about the directions. It has a map, all of that. Eventbrite, you know, the, it's, it's got a whole, you know, it's got two or three pages on the event there. You can get all the information, and that tells you how you, how you do it. And well, um, you
1: got some people but, listening that don't have Facebook, believe it or not.
3: Okay. Um well um let's see. The best thing to do then is to, 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 to send an email to uh Kimsa, that's K H E M S A three 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 at gmail asking for program information on this on the event Saturday in Newark. And we will forward you the flyer in a regular email format. So that you can get, you know, decide if you want to come or whatever. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't wait on that because we're going to shut down the uh, uh, online registrations and stuff tomorrow night. So you've just got about 24 hours left to do that. Um, and so uh, that's one event. I'd also, you know, they can go to the website, not for the event, but they can go to the website to get the books. www.masteryao.com. That's Y-A-O. And you can purchase the books and get some other information on, on stuff that we're doing. Um and we're gonna have some other websites and things coming soon, uh, giving you more information on the Grand triumph program and, and all of these all of these country events around the country. We're gonna be in Atlanta on uh August I'm sorry, July fourteenth, Saturday, approximately two weeks away. Uh a very big event down there at the uh, four seasons, very plush uh uh uh, uh, a venue we're having at. We we we're really going upscale there for the Atlanta crowd, and uh, we're entering sort of a new phase. Um, and we got we want to be in Detroit in August. That's the plan, and we've got a couple of other events coming up, but they're not firm yet, so we're not going to mention them. But there's a lot of you know the uh, in New Jersey the class starts in July, so this event on Saturday is an introductory event. But the actual class is also on event break. Right? That starts up in July. And uh, the class in Atlanta starts up in August. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, you you have to go to some of the sites or go to my Facebook wall to really see them. Um, how are we doing for time, Caillou? Uh, what I'm doing, what well, we're doing on time,
9: what
4: I did is, uh, I have to watch it back. Teamwork makes the dream work. I am posting the event blight on my page. So if you're friends with Pierre, or well, I'm posting it on you page, just go to Y'all's page and I'll post it there. I will post it on my page because it's so far down on your Facebook page, Y'all, that we could not find it. So you, we're gonna have to get you an assistant. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, because we can't we can't just keep going off the of Facebook marketing. We're gonna we're gonna. We're gonna uh, we're gonna get it popping. <laughs> so I'm dropping it on my uh Facebook. I'll come over there and put it on your Facebook page and um a couple of other places. So if you are friends with uh Coach Kyer or um Master Yao or you can go to Coach Kyer's um page on um on Facebook we will have it on there for you, and it will be at the very top as soon as you come on. So if you're listening to Original Native Radio, you can go to our Facebook page. If you go to Coach Coyier's Facebook page, you'll see it there. If you go to my personal page, you'll see it there. I even go over to Science page and post it over there. So whoever is uh, we will even go post it on the somatometry page. Uh, if That's okay with my special co-host, Wanda number one. Is that okay? Can I post it over there?
9: Yeah, that's good.
4: Yeah, that stuff. is that is, is that yeah. Like y'all, I told you that was our surprise guest. You know what I'm saying? She's from that cemetery family, so you know, we didn't want to bust out all her stuff.
1: I didn't know she was still in the line. How are you?
9: Oh, quite well. How are you? I'm great. Sis.
4: Yeah, that's a that's a tower of power right there. Wanda number one and Sonia Nicole. Lord have mercy. Wanda yeah. Nicole, man.
5: Oh yeah. <laughs>
4: I'm over here with Nev. <laughs> hey. 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 Yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: Nev had his cold. As, uh, Nev had from Philly is um riding shotgun in the uh, studio oh, yeah. tonight. Oh hey
5: Sonia, hey, up, hey.
1: <laughs> come see me. Yeah, I I am gonna come see you, probably tomorrow. Thank you for taking the game yesterday. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome.
4: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what you get when you do live radio, y'all. You get people saying, "Hey,
1: hey, girl, what's <laughs> up?" <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's all, good, on. it's
4: all
3: good. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, so look, I got, a, I got. Um, it's, it's been up, it's been in a system. Some time We're getting ready to put in the original native radio, but I got to get to the next caller. So you stay on the line. I'm gonna just mute your mic, but just stay right there, okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, well, of course, you know, before you go anywhere, I, we like to do our people. We like to, you know what I'm saying, do a little something, something for them. <laughs> some scientists and change. What happened to my, um... oh, there we go. All right, caller from the 229, area code go, 229444. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, peace, uh, Coach, and peace, uh, Master Y'all. This is uh, Neb from the chat room. How y'all doing this Me?
3: evening? Neb is in the building. What's happening, Neb? How you feeling tonight?
4: I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm trying to take it in, figure out how, how dysfunctional I am, and who my counterfeit person is. <laughs> um, I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can. I can see, I can
5: see got
4: to Figure out. Thing. Yeah, I, I think I can see a few things. Um, From the uh, from the counterfeit side, and then I think on the other side, I I think I probably got a little bit of an anal in me.
3: Well, I can't dispute it if you say so. Not not yet. Um, why do you say that? Let me ask Uh, you a question. Let me ask you a question. If you lined up the last three women that you had relationships with that lasted longer than three months, if you lined them all up in the same room and they were given a truth serum and they had to tell the truth, what of the five types do you think those three women would say you were? Saturday.
4: Can I get the five types again? Cause like I said, I know I know just from my own standpoint, what I would say is the anal because of the the looking at the, exterior versus what's inside?
3: It would be it's the schizoid of a strict personality, which is sometimes you're one way and sometimes you're not. It's the oral, which is entitlement and also abandonment. Uh it's the psychopathic which is controlling. The masochistic, which is the, you know, sort of the victim kind of thing, is sort of passive aggressive. And it's the anal, which looks at the surface of things more than anything. So which of those do you think is the that the women would say you were?
4: Uh,
3: probably, uh, I think the masochistic. Interesting, the masochistic and the anal are very, very different. Okay. What? Why do you? What? So who do you think is right? probably a combination of both.
4: I mean just, just looking at it from the, the decisions that I that I think
3: I've made so but, okay I let mean, me tell you a little bit more about the anal personality structure.
5: Mm-hmm,
3: okay. Then and, and, and for this structure to, to to fit perfectly with you, then what should have happened to you in childhood was that you experienced some level of rejection by your mother. Okay. And here's how this would look it would look that she favored another sibling over you or she seems like she she tried to love you but you came at an a inconvenient point in her life and she just wasn't really emotionally stable enough or she she put you off on the other parent more than, than you wanted to. Uh, uh, the other thing is that you will see a child that you felt that the opposite sex was inferior to you. So when you were 13 or 14, while you might have been very attracted to women, you may have thought that in some ways they were just a little bit inferior to you, either intellectually, religiously, or something like that. The other thing about the anal is um, they are very distant from people. Women say they have a force field up. So that a lot of times they are not in touch with their deeper emotions and oftentimes women become frustrated because they're trying to find out about you, learn about you, get into you, but you're not really down for that. So do any of these or all of these things describe you? Yes, sir. All Quite right, a masochistic. Masochistic would be very different. I can ask you one question or two questions, and we can determine if there's a possibility. I mean, we can't determine for sure, but we can get close. Do you often have any fear or put, this, put emotional distance between you and your main woman so that you can go out and deal with a second woman because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket? You don't want the first woman to have too much power? No. Second question for the masochistic. Do you often tell the woman that you're going to support her, but in truth you end up undermining her because you think she's going to do something that's not going to be the best for the two of you? No. I think I made a mistake. I think I meant to say uh, the sadistic. Okay, the psychopathic. Right, right. I'm sorry. Okay. So the, the thing is you read them all, get the book, read them, and right. um and see which one. What city are you in? I'm in uh Georgia, Valdosta. Okay. So we're gonna be down there in a couple of weeks, down in Atlanta. Uh right. here's here's what I would recommend. Get four men. And all of you men form a club. Uh-huh. Form a council personality club. It's it's easy to do it. And I know guys that have done this, and it's a riot. it's a lot of fun. And here's what you do: You learn these techniques, you correspond with me, and I'll send you everything that I talked about tonight, you know, and even more so. And what you do is you, here's what you do. you go out you go out with women, and you have a contest to see who can determine a woman's personality structure the quickest and the most accurately. And then you start you meet once a week either on the phone or in person, and you go over your notes, and you compare notes, and you get better and better at it. And then when you, when you get to the point where you think you can actually do this, then you set up things, you say, well, okay, you put together a pot and say, here is $200 for the man who the first man who uses this information to get in a, a, a productive relationship. So you've got a race going on. And whoever gets the, a good woman as a result of this knowledge first gets the two hundred dollars. So you make it fun. You make you know, it's easy to do, it's easy to learn this stuff if you get three or four guys together. It's you know, and you and you're comparing those going back and forth over it. It's kinda right. hard to do it in a vacuum when you're by yourself and you're just trying to figure out what am I, who is this. It really you really have to put it into practice with the opposite sex. And when you're trying to Determine what women are is going to help you determine what you are Right Okay then, I don't know Did how I answer the question?
4: To... Yes sir, but I don't know how easy it's going to be to find uh, Three mm-hmm. other guys that's That's going to do that to this level I think
3: Oh man, it's going to be real easy Because brothers are confused as hell <laughs> <laughs> They can figure out a way If they can figure out a way to stop the madness Believe me, they will <laughs> 'Cause it's hard as heck to figure out what these women are doing. I'm telling you, when you the first time you do this the first time you do this I'm telling you, when brothers put this system into motion and they take a woman out to dinner, it just puts you in a whole another ball game, a whole nother level of knowledge. You'll be sitting there saying to yourself, dag, I never knew this before. dag. That, you know, this is really giving me some insight into what's going on. And you will be like, Wow, why didn't I know this before? I'm telling you. The first time brothers do it, they'll be all you guys will be smoking cigars and laughing because you'll be like, This is easy.
5: Okay.
4: Oh, and for the record I, I will be in Atlanta. That's not my fault. No, I said I will be, will be. I
3: I know. <laughs> I'm just telling you that, that you know, it's, it's going to be a good day. You're going to have a lot of fun, but then I'm going to get you in trouble. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to have fun on that Saturday, but after you learn all of this stuff, my job is to get you in trouble. <laughs> you still don't get it. Once you learn all of this stuff, that's when you're going to get into trouble. 'Cause you're gonna know what's really happening with that and you're gonna be like, Okay, I learned tantra now, I learned the counterfeit personality, and you're gonna jump out here and you're gonna grab hold of one of these real powerful sisters and it's gonna be on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> you're gonna call me what day and you're gonna say, Matthew, why did you why did you teach me this stuff? Now I'm really in trouble. That that's what I'm looking forward to, so good trouble. I'm the man, I'm the man with the plan. Half will have done a little travel. I <laughs> do have another a, a question outside of
4: myself. Um, I know that you know what you were saying as far as the counterfeit personality. Now I'm guessing uh, molestation and rape plays a part into leading up to that.
3: Absolutely, that's true. It is, but but you can't ask a woman that directly the first right. time you meet her. Right. So you got to ask questions. You got to be slick. You got to ask questions that hint to that, but it's not a direct. You just can't come out and say. And I I probably don't have to tell you this, but I'm telling you this for all the other people listening. So you have to ask questions that that basically, you know, will give will will point this out without without directly pointing it out. Because I can tell you, 65, 70 percent of the women out here have suffered some form of abuse, rape, incest or molestation. Most of it doesn't really, it's not that major. Even if they think it's major, it's really not that major. But the woman's memory of it is what's major. And a lot of them don't want to talk about it. And who can blame them? So, I mean, you you should assume that it has happened, unless Mm -hmm. you get evidence that it hasn't. Well, I I know uh, at least
4: three people I've had contact with of just outright said in one of them, uh, she actually said she enjoyed the situation at some point. So that was odd to me, but you know, it's all
3: good. Let me tell you, you want to have, a, you want to give a woman an orgasm. If you really want to give a woman an orgasm, see through tantra, you can break up. Those negative traumatized memories, right? And when you're doing that with a woman, it might take you two or three check times to do it. But if you're working on one particular incident, and you're you're attracting that energy to the tip of your penis, at the point at which you break it up, she's going to have an orgasm that will rock her socks off, and you will have to hang on. They, will, you will be like, you will need a saddle for real. And then you will see that the same type of penis that caused the problem, that caused the trauma, can heal it. It's, it's an experience unlike anything you've ever had in your life. I can tell you. I've been there. I've done it. I can tell you right now. When a woman has an orgasm, when she releases that stuff, when the tartar, that's just like, that's nothing like you've ever experienced. Okay. So you don't have to be scared of it. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of half scared of it a little bit. You know, it's like if you've got a spear and you're going into a cave with an angry bear, you should have a little degree of respect. But if you killed two bears before, you're still going to go in there. <laughs> right. You just hope the bear ain't that big, you know, but still. I'm just saying, you know, it's like you need to be, you know, concerned about these, 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 these issues of uh, molestation and stuff like that because it does affect how women respond. But you've got the power between your legs to cure that, to, to, to correct it, to neutralize it. So it, it it should not it should not be like um a deciding factor in whether you enter into the relationship or not. Right.
4: Okay. I'm square.
3: I'm waiting for some more questions and comments.
4: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, That right there was delicious, man. Y'all giving me all kinds of stuff to go snatch after the show. (laughs) Appreciate that, Neb. Did Master Y'all do uh, uh, answer your question to your satisfaction? (laughs) Yes, sir.
5: Yes,
4: sir. All righty. I'm gonna keep you on I'm gonna keep you on the line, I'm gonna just mute your mic. We'll just stay right there, okay? All right. All right, peace. Uh yeah, we got another caller in the in the queue. Caller from the three zero five nine two four. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from? Or do you wanna be Wanda number two?
8: I'll be Wanda number three, I believe.
4: Okay then Wanda number three, how you doing tonight? Thank you for calling in. I'm doing
8: great. I'm doing great tonight. Um, I wanted to The Yale to go over um, the biggest fears again. I was kind of late getting into the um, conversation tonight.
3: Uh, So are you asking me, Wanda? First of all, good evening, Wanda. Hello, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm worried about one lady coming to my house in the morning and snatching me, (laughs) but I think I'll I'll be okay, I guess. Let, Let me just ask you this. Are you concerned about your fears are the fears of men in your life. which fears are you talking about?
8: Actually, both
3: well, pick one first to start with.
8: okay, let's start with me first
3: okay um when 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 men are asking the questions of women when they're determining the fears and how intense they are, the first thing you want to know is your relationship to your father in one sentence, was it good or bad? good? Next question. Did men, the the men that you considered to be an alpha male when you were 13 or 14, did he treat you good or did he pay attention to you or not? That's
8: kind of hard, Ross. One sentence. Quick, quick. Got to be quick. Just yes or no. I got got attention, yes.
3: But was it quite what you wanted? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Okay. Third question. Your first sexual experience, really good or okay? Okay. Okay. Fourth question. Your womb imprint. The first three men that that you made love to in your life. Would you say they were evolved, uh, moderate on a scale of one to ten, ten being perfect, one being knucklehead? Give me a number. One. <laughs> Okay, so you are full of fears, Wanda, unless you've been working on yourself. Are you, working on... Or are, are you over 30 or under 30?
8: I'm over 30.
3: Okay, so now, if you've been working on yourself, you might be okay. But you started life, adult life, with a whole bunch of fears. Every last one of those questions generates fear, your response, every last one of them. So I agree. that's natural. And so how when you said you've been working on them, what do you mean?
8: Um, I've been working on myself. I've been working on the fears. I've been working on um, trying to figure out or uh, sorting out the problems that started early in and trying to work myself through those.
3: Do you feel like you've made some progress?
8: Oh, yeah, I've made a lot of progress.
3: So which fears is the one that's that's kind of bugging you right now? Out of those four questions, all of those questions point to root fears that a female will develop taking into adulthood. So based on all of the fears associated with those four things, which fear do you think is the dominant one right now?
8: Abandonment.
3: Do you think that, is, is, uh, are both of your parents still alive?
8: Um, no.
3: Uh, is your father alive?
8: My biological,
3: yes. Is your mother alive? Yes. So both of your parents are alive.
8: Yes.
3: So if, afraid, both of your, uh, if both of your parents are alive, your abandonment issue can be solved because okay. you simply you simply have to uh, address it with them energetically. So you can't go back in time and replay it. But energetically you can heal the rift between the parent that abandoned you and yourself. Even if even if the parent didn't abandon you physically, if they abandoned you emotionally, it's the same thing. You use the energy work to heal that parent. They're going to change. It doesn't erase what happened to you, but it releases the lock on you and you're able to then float free. Okay. Okay. So once you start floating free, then you gotta go back and look at it psychologically. You gotta look at it like, okay, here are some of the things that are, that people with the oral personality, if that is your, I'm not sure that's your personality structure, but if it is, here's what's going on with you. First of all, you don't like to end relationships because you don't like to be alone. Number two, at night, you start to feel there are things in the dark when you're not with a man for a long period of time. If you've been out of a relationship for two months, if you haven't seen a man for a whole month, and you're living in a house by yourself, you start to hear things in the dark, you start to see things in the dark, and it starts to mess with you because you think, you start to think that me not being in a relationship is taking me someplace psychologically that is bad, and that's not the case you could be moving forward in your rela- in your in your development without being in a relationship. But then as soon as you start to repair, you rush back into a relationship and it messes up all over again. Does that describe you?
8: Not quite because a lot of the times I avoided the relationships.
3: When did at what point in time did you get to the stage where you started avoiding them?
8: Oh gosh. Um Probably my early, my late teens, I avoided them. I avoided them by all costs. Okay, but, but
3: yeah, that's before the personality structure got cemented.
8: After the age of 21,
3: when did you start avoiding the relationships?
8: Oh, wow. Um, Around that time, I I always avoided them. Um, I never attempted to one until I was 26. I avoided them up until that time.
3: Then you are not an oral personality structure.
8: Okay. I might be closer to psychotic.
3: <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So so we gotta we gotta go back and restate some things because I asked you some questions and you didn't give me the complete answer. You okay. based it on what you just told me. Uh
8: mm-hmm. You
3: don't have one fear. You're afraid of the entire relationship altogether. Yeah, pretty much. You, you just didn't even want the in you're just afraid of intimacy. So now you said you just to work on yourself. Are you yeah. no longer afraid of relationships? Are you are you okay with intimacy now?
8: I'm okay with the intimacy intimacy. I'm not afraid of the relationship. Um but I'm I guess I'm having some trouble, um, it's like I get to a certain point and then I start running away. Well, let me just
3: say, you haven't changed. Then you you just told me that you no longer had fears of intimacy, and then you contradicted yourself and you're saying you still do. You have just redefined it.
8: And okay, so, makes sense. So let's just let's
3: just let's ask a couple of questions and we'll make some progress. Number one, first question. Okay. Can you name ten men that you trust right quick? Don't answer that question. Just say yes or no if you can. No. Now, if you cannot, the next question is, if the man does the man's character, even if they have good character, do they do you disqualify them for stuff that has nothing to do with the man? Yes. Okay. Then we have determined <laughs> that, you know, you still have a major fear of intimacy. That's something going on with you. It has nothing to do with men altogether. So my question to you is, was there a major event, a major trauma in your life that that precipitated this? Yes. So you already know what caused this to happen. Yes. Now, so my question to you is, do you really want to change it?
8: Oh, yes, I do.
3: So, it's very very simple. It's very very simple. Now, it's hard as hell to execute it. Okay? But the method to do it is very very simple. You have to go back and redo three periods in your life. You have to go back and redo your apprenticeship ritual the rites of passage you should have did at the age of seven. You have to go back and do second puberty and redo your puberty. You have to go back to the age of 21 and redo your adult rites, which is the honeymoon ritual. You have to go back and redo those three things. That's going to completely cure the issue. In the meantime, to start the process, you simply must realize that when you were there at this event, that it appeared to be so traumatic because you were stuck in your lower nature. You must understand that you identified with yourself as being a physical, flesh human. And that's not who you are. You've you got to remember that you, at first and foremost, are spirit. So your spirit is like a rider and your body is like a horse. So the mistake that we make is we think that we're the horse. We don't understand that we're the rider. Our body and all of this persona, this personality, is simply a horse. And you can get off the horse. When this happened to you, you were young, you didn't know that you could. And you began to think that not only was the horse injured, but you were injured. The reality is that you were not injured because you are spirit, and spirit is only energy. So the event that happened to you only affected the shell, the body. It did not contaminate the spirit. And you simply have to start to identify yourself as that spirit, and you have to identify that, yes, that thing happened to me, the flesh part of me, the personality part of me, but nothing can permanently damage my spirit. So your spirit has already recovered from that. It recovered from that long time ago, and you just have to deep, dig into yourself, and you will that will you will realize that that you already healed from it. So you make your body may still be retaining the memory in your cells through toxins. And your brain, which is physical, which is not your spirit, your brain still retains negative dendrite patterns from the from the reality of what happened to you. But your mind and your spirit, which are intangible, are pure and uncorruptible. And therefore you have to begin to raise yourself to a place where you realize your spirit, where you come in where you possess your spirit, where you are your spirit, and you're looking at your brain and you're looking at your body, and all of a sudden you'll realize, I am the rider, and I can get off of this horse. And once you get off of that horse, that broken horse, and take it to the stable and retire it and go and get you a new horse and ride out, and that's it. Now, trying to do that is hard as heck. Because we've been living with our the way that we look at ourselves for so long, we think that's the only way we can be. Every time we look in the mirror, we see all of the badges and all of the scars from all of our life. And so to start to shift that is an enormous thing to do. So you've got to start hanging out with some different people, going to some different places, reading some different stuff. You've got to start meditating. And there's a particular mantra... Um, that you can get, Uh, I would go on a site called Taiwo, T-U-A-I, and uh, look at some of the mantras there. Just use your intuition and pick one. I'd say about $12. Purchase one, maybe one of the offset mantras or one of the other healing mantras. Purchase it, take it home. One of the My Art mantras are good. And meditate, follow the instructions and meditate and try to become more in tune with your higher spiritual self, your original self. That is the first thing. That is the immediate thing that you can do. Then the second thing that you can do is get into the programs, get into the grand Triumph program and do those three rituals, do those three rites of passage. Now, you can't do the rites of passage. You have to do the, the second best thing. So you can't do puberty again, but you can do second puberty. And we don't offer the apprenticeship thing. What you have to do is you have to ask the instructor or me at the time to do it for you individually, uh, and they'll let you do some of it. And in the honeymoon ritual, you can do that. In other words, you can't do the the adult ritual when you first became an adult. You have to go back and redo it, which is not as good, but it's enough. And that clears that out of your psychic memory forever and ever and ever. Okay. And I'm also beginning to think that this – the, uh, what's the right word? What's not at least program? Symptometry? Syptom- um, uh, 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 is. Am I saying it correctly? Yes. I,
8: yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. That that is another thing because what he does, he goes in there. And he he cleans out the DNA in the cells. He he has a program. He uses vibrational frequencies to clean that out, and that also helps you. Okay. So I would recommend that also.
8: So okay, that, I answer minute. your question.
3: Yeah,
8: did, Wanda did not answer, answer the question?
4: question. Yes, that that did answer my question. What's that website again? Symptometry.info, S y m p t o m e t r y. Symptometry. dot info, as well as Symptometrybooks.com. dot com. That's going to give you all the shows, uh, all the shows that we've recorded thus far up to date. Definitely go check out show number one and show number two. Um, also check out MasterYow.com because we only got about forty-five seconds for this. We hope everybody is there. Go to the event bright page on my Facebook page um, because we need to see y'all get there early on Saturday. And Master Yao, you put to air until everybody by because the show's getting ready to cut off.
3: Yes, get awakening the master feminine. www.MasterYow.com. I appreciate all of you guys. I appreciate all the questions, and I appreciate. Care love Good night Appreciate it, and look,
4: y'all make sure y'all come back Next Thursday, because we're not done We're not done, so we're going to see y'all Next Thursday, and y'all